This is row one, seat one. Well, this is nice. When did we start doing this? Nobody told me about this. I thought everything sucked now. Do you have a card? You got COVID? It's over. COVID said, oh, I see you having a good season. It'd be a shame if I... I knocked over the microphone for those listening and not watching the video. Like, I think Sean could pull off the hair. I think he could definitely pull off the yeah, hair. Not the color. But not the color or the thickness. Maybe the thickness. All of Cam's passes from this past game at Buffalo, nothing was, was further than 20 yards on the field. Everything was 19 yards and below. Why? What? I've never shot heroin before, but I can probably figure it out. <laughs> I've seen the people that do, and they're not that bright. Blah, blah. Oh, yes, Sean. Yes, baby. Yes, here we go. You cut me. There we go. Sorry, uh, wrong microphone. There's a lot of yeses. There's a lot of yeses, baby. There is a lot of yeses because, yes, we are live. We are back right here on the one, the only, the new Bedford Guide. Thank you very much for joining us. This is Row 1, Seat 1. I am your host, Joey Fats. With me, as always, Mr. Sean Betancourt. Hola, como esta? We've got a just wonderful, wonderful show lined up for you here on this glorious Tuesday, August the 17th. Uh, if, if I look a little red, it's because I am. I am sunburned to a crisp. Look like a clown. Uh, no, you don't actually look that I don't red. look that bad yet, but maybe after Saturday I will. Maybe I you will. You don't look that red. Uh, because I am promptly, I'm leaving work Saturday morning, and I'm going straight to Horse Neck. Well, for nice. an all-day affair, because why not? Because you're having an all-day affair. Yes, uh, because being at the beach and so it, it's funny because we went to Horseneck Beach on uh, on 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 what was it Monday? I fucked up. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't tag the. Oh, it's okay. Don't spread it. No. Um, <laughs> we uh we went to Horseneck Beach on Monday. It was glory. It was dead. It was a beautiful fucking beach day. Like absolutely just gorgeous. The weather was crushing. Uh, it was absolutely perfect, and we got to. We got out there, and uh, I just I, – I fell asleep. I had a long day on, uh, on Sunday, and I passed out in my beach chair uh, for, to the tune of, like, three hours. What the shit? And I didn't reapply sunscreen, and uh, here we are. So You don't, look that, you don't even look that bad. Uh, looks it, normal. If you look up close, it's pretty bad. Pretty That's bad. Fine. That's fine. Uh, but we got a lot to get into tonight. A lot of sports talk that we are going to get into. We're going to get into a little bit of uh, NFL. We'll take you around the league real quick. Little news of the day. Jamal Adams, Tim Tebow. We will be discussing a uh, Mass Live article talking about uh, whether or not Rob Gronkowski's number should be retired by New England. What number is that again? Uh, what number did for 69, right? That's what he wore? That was his <laughs> yeah, number? he did wear that in practice, actually. He did, yeah, he did. Uh, no, we'll be talking about that. Uh, we have, um, an article written by uh, Matt Vitor, I believe is how you pronounce his name. I think we tagged him appropriately, too. So. Okay. Um, and, uh, Shit, I should tag him again. We'll be, uh, we'll, be, we'll be talking about that. His article up on, on Mass Live from a couple of days ago. Uh, that I got tagged in uh, in a different post by a different buddy of mine, and uh, so we figured we talk, we take a we take a whiff at that. We will do uh, a little bit of fantasy football talk tonight. Ooh. We've got uh, I've got I think what we we've got some pretty good talking points uh, to get into. Obviously, with preseason getting underway and things kicking off, um, you know, there's going to be some some stuff to talk about. But we're going to talk a little bit about second year wide second year wide receivers coming into this season. It's a um, big year for some big name guys. That was a heavy wide receiver draft class. Ash, last it really year. was. It really was. And uh, we're going to see some uh, we're going to see some stuff. I will pin the uh, the Mass Live article here uh, at the top of the page. 
if you want to take a look at it and check it out. Uh, 774-992-8702. That's the phone number. Mm. If you want to get in touch with us, obviously we are uh, here for all of your calls and all of your needs. And uh, you can feel free to call us at any point. Change the topic whenever you like. We don't care. We're just uh, we're easy, baby. We are easy. Ask so. about your own teams. Ask about fantasy advice. Whatever. We get into it. I mean, it's tis the season. Tis the season. The month of the gods Did you is know upon us, someone ru- Someone ruined the rest of the year for me. Someone's like, did you know that it's like seven pay periods away if you're paid bi-weekly till Christmas? And I'm like, wow. You are a horrible person. Yeah, that's true. Christmas is right around the corner, baby. It's right there. It was a kick in the stomach when I heard that. We're, almost, like, we're is, almost there. That is the worst. Uh, 774-992-8702 is that number one more time if you want to give us a call. Uh, Sean, let's take it a quick uh, around the league here. Uh, some big news out uh, today. Obviously, oh. breaking news was uh, Jamal Adams. Oh, groundbreaking news. The Jamal Adams, the highest paid safety in the league. Blasphemy. Sackmasters, Jamal Adams. I, I Listen, I, I love Jamal Adams' game. This guy, before his 30th birthday, has more sacks than anybody at the safety position at 21 and a half. He beats out my guy, my one of my all-time favorite, one of the most underrated safeties of all time, Adrian Wilson, Rodney okay. Harrison, okay. Uh, amongst amongst others. Patriot, this guy is Patriot a great Adrian Wilson. Loved Adrian Wilson. <laughs> so and did I. Just wasted away in, in Arizona came, for all those years. Came to New years. England at the end of his career, and Belichick was like, I don't think you can, you can even make the roster champ. And he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> he was a big dude. He played hard. I loved Adrian Wilson, one of my all time favorite Cardinals. Unbelievable viral videos on YouTube in its earliest days of him just jumping, whatever it was, like 66 straight inches, oh, like yeah, straight the, up. The vertical jump, the box jumps and stuff. Made it look easy at like 225 pounds. Incredible athlete. Love love me some Adrian Wilson. But listen, the I don't like the Jamal Adams deal. Why not? I think Four Jamal, years, 77 million. I think, I think like what, 34 of it was guaranteed? I don't mind the money. I don't think the player is worth the money. I think Jamal Adams is, like, massively overhyped. He's an in-the-box safety who you're paying a shit ton of money to basically block up the box and, like, stop the run. But then you can beat him by throwing over him. I don't – I'm not in love with that move. I don't understand that move. See, I like the it. Jets got rid of I him like for it. that reason. I know, but I like it because I also think the Jets misused him for a good portion of his career. Well, the Jets and misused I think, everybody. I think, the, I think the Seahawks will do a better job at, at putting him in positions to succeed because, right, not every player has every single – you know, not every guy is a five-tool guy if we're going to you know, steal a term from baseball. Not everybody's a five-tool guy. Some guys have weaknesses, and sometimes there are guys that are better than, you know, at certain things than, than others. Jamal Adams, he, yeah, is he a great? Is he a great? You know, free ranging, pass covering safety? No, not really. Uh, but is he an absolute playmaker? Yeah. Is he worth seventy seven million right now? Yeah. Oh, when you look at the Justin Simmons deal and you look at what safeties around the league are getting paid, Jamal is he is he better than Justin Simmons? No. No. Am I happy the Broncos signed Justin Simmons before Jamal Adams? Yes. Uh, was I? Who's who's the next big safety up? Is it Bates? Uh no, it's going to have to be Harrison Smith. Harrison Smith is is definitely on there. I think Harrison Smith in the last year his deal. If I or or he just got extended, I can't recall. I can't remember either. off the top of my head. I'd have to, I'd have to look it up. Um, but Honey Badger, I think is is close. Ah, he's too old. Honey Badger's really fallen off. You're paying him to be a leader at this point. I don't he's think that, he's a fantastic talent. Like no, he was. he's not. He's not. When when he came when he went to the Kansas City, 
He was there for motivation only. You could beat him easily. He's just a big like, yo, let's go. Don't get down on yourself. I'll kill you. I'll kill them. And it's just like, oh, okay, let's let's go out there. And then, big, he, and then he did. He's a big rah-rah guy. Yeah, big rah-rah guy, which is fine. I like rah-rah guys. I, you, you, I have, you need those guys on teams. Like when teams turn that switch of like, shit, we're going to lose this game, you need a guy like that to be like, we're not losing this game. We're going to win it. You need those motivational guys. You do. I just don't think Honey Badger is that guy anymore. No, you might be right. I, maybe the Honey Badger isn't that guy anymore, but at the end of the day, he's coming up. Harrison Smith, Justin Simmons is off the table, obviously. Um, I'm trying to rotate through my head. I, I just There's not a lot of there's great... There's not a lot of great safeties right now. There's a lot of good safeties. Because I think... Well, I think the problem with safeties in this league right now, right, is it used to be like... You remember back in like 05, 06, where you had Ed Reed, Troy Polamalu, John Lynch, Adrian Wilson. Uh, you had Brian Dawkins. You yep, had... Yep. Uh, who else? Roy Williams. You, you had... also had free safety, strong safety. That's it. Yeah. Now there's, which Belichick is doing a lot of, triple safety. Rodney now. Harrison. Obviously. Rodney Harrison, dear, dear God. Lawyer Malloy even before then. Yep. Um, oh, Jesus, John Lynch. How can we forget John Lynch? Bob just, Sanders. I just, said John he, Lynch. Oh, did you? I yeah. missed it. Sorry. Bob the, um, Bob the Body, the pride of Iowa. Yes. I mean, like, there's so many, there's so many guys now that play three, three Lance safety. Lance Schulters. No. There's, there's so many teams that play three safeties now. Tennessee Titans for like great. a regular. Those only great Titan. Uh, was Aeneas Williams? Did he? Didn't he switch over? Well, Aeneas Williams. No, Aneas he was Williams, a corner. Yeah, he was a corner, but he went, went, he went to safety with with the Rams. Uh, I think. Played, he, I played think you're thinking of uh, uh, Blaine Bishop is who you're thinking of uh, with the Titans. He was kind of the big. Yes, guy Blaine that Bishop was a very good talent. Blaine Not B- great, but nope. very good talent. But um, a lot of teams do the triple safeties now, which is going to be like Rob a new Woodson thing. Woodson late in his career. I don't know. What do you call that third safety spot? Just deep big safety? Nickel. Big nickel, really. I know it's called big nickel, but the nickel can be a corner. I'm sorry, not a corner. It could be a slot. Well, typically big nickel is like – so big nickel, I became very familiar with the big nickel with, with uh, Larry Coyer's defense back in like 2005 with the Broncos when they had all – you know, they brought in all the guys from the Browns from the defensive line. Yep. Ebenezer Ekubon, Mike Myers, and all those yep, guys. Yep, yep. And, uh, and they had – they would use Nick Ferguson and Sam Brandon in that big nickel package, and that was actually uh, – it worked, worked great against Brady. It was Sam Brandon uh, that forced Brady to throw that ball that got intercepted by Champ Bailey in the end zone that really mm-hmm. turned that game uh, in the 05 playoffs. His first first his first defeat in the playoffs uh, came against my Denver Broncos. So, uh, but no, that but the, Ben Watson play. Oh my God, best hustle play maybe of all time. Dude, Belichick still shows that play. I know. In like, like as so- he should. That was he's one of like all time great hustle plays. He's like Ben Watson weighed 245 pounds, ran 99 yards. End zone, I mean, corner end zone to corner end zone and knocked him out at the one-yard line. I think it was Nick Ferguson, too. He was, like, looking to the left to the sideline. And I'm like, <laughs> look like, right, look right. <laughs> I'm like, there's a train coming. Uh, luckily, it, uh, the, the, over, the replay evidence was uh, inconclusive at best, and Mike Anderson scored the uh, touchdown one play later. Yeah, it didn't matter. Salted the game away. But it was great. Great game. Great game. 27-13. Never forget it. I was on a cruise ship for that one. Uh, but anyway, so the safeties uh, that are coming up, those guys, there's there's not a whole like shit ton of them, and it's it's getting a little bit different. There are great ones. Um, uh, Buda Baker is, is guy. Buda Baker he's just got, signed. He's, no, he just signed a big deal last year. I was going to say he's off the table too. Um, I'm just trying to like run through my head all the great safeties. There's not that many. The Patriots, but I feel Patriots like, guys are older. Jets don't really have one. What, May? No, he's not even there anymore. I feel like the, the safety market right now is pretty lean, which is why guys like Jamal Adams are getting the money that they – that they're that they're getting because really, really where, that, where are you gonna where are you gonna go outside of the draft? Reinvest it into the cornerback then or something else. Like, I know, I but there's not a ton of guys out I there, just, Sean. I just I see what Seattle wants to do. Seattle is enamored with creating the next Legion of Boom. Legion of Boom. And, L-O-B. and they're struggling. 
And they, you know, Pete Carroll and that that GM, they're like, oh, the offense is set. The offense is set. The offense is set. It's like, yeah, the offense is set, but you have a quarterback who's kind of miserable. And he's and he's made, and he's, he's miserable, but he's paid. So yeah, he's paid, but he's, he's made comments like uh, he's not the happiest of, of the bunch. But he might not be. He, he might not be. So I just don't know. I'm not a crazy Jamal. Well, Adams I mean, fan. we'll we'll see. Uh, things that we're not crazy about either is uh, the Raiders came out to be the first team in the NFL. Switching gears here, real quick, just yep, taking yep, it around yep, the NFL. Yep. Uh, the Raiders are now the first team in the NFL to require proof of vaccination in order to attend. One of their home games. So I didn't see this. You brought this up to me before, moments before we went on the air because life. And um, so, how are they going to do that? You have to do it before the game at the gates because you. I'm very. I'm. I'm. I have no idea how this is going to work. Is first that a of Vegas all. thing? Like just Las Vegas? I don't Vegas know is if like, it's a Vegas thing. I mean, it makes sense because obviously the Vegas. Casinos. There's a lot of people that come in from a lot of different places. Nonstop tourism. That need, yeah, Vegas is a, is the tourist. Trap of well, not tourist trap, but the tourist capital of the world or this hemisphere. I don't know. Tourist trap. Queen. I mean, everybody goes to Vegas. Everybody descends upon Vegas every year for every and any reason: bachelor parties, birthday parties, mm-hmm. you know, just for vacations, whatever. Strip Doesn't clubs, matter. That's cool. You sure, name it. it's all there. It's all there, right? I mean, yeah, great. I mean, you don't have to worry about you know you, you now you, you don't have to worry about COVID if you go into a Raiders game, but the herpes though. <laughs> Well, Careful hey, of those herpes. one disease at a time, my friend. One yeah, right? disease at a time. Um, so the Ve- so the Vegas Raiders are now going to be uh, much of the dismay of a lot of Raider fans. I talked to one of our resident Raider fans today, and he was like, "Great, well, I guess he goes that takes care of that. I don't have to save up to go to see a game then." Straight up, and he's like, "I, I don't have to go." He's like, "I'll enjoy it from the I'll enjoy I, their home games from the comfort of my couch." I hope they do something along the lines of you have to do it pre check in. If if you're going to do it, do it pre check in. Because if you try doing that at the gate, they have to check you for guns and all this other bullshit. And wand you, metal detectors. And now you have to show a card, and they have to check the card. It's just, it's just more time, time, ticking, ticking. Tick. Well, I'm assuming that you're going to have to provide it like upon purchasing the ticket. Like when you buy the ticket, you're probably going to have to, you know, if you like, you buy a ticket off StubHub or something like that. Yeah. They're probably going to ask you to like upload your vaccination proof, or whatever. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't even Weird. know that. I honestly don't even know how it's legal. Uh, to, to ask people to do that, but that's a whole other can of worms that I, I don't we don't have time to get into. I don't think it's into. legal. I think, they're, I think they're basically saying it's recommended. Well, I know that they're a private business, and the, the big argument is, well, they're a private business. They can do what they want. Um, true. Which is true. I mean, unless, you, unless you, you're like a religious fanatic and you don't want to bake a cake for a gay couple, then in which case everybody's going to be all up in arms. But... Um, but for this, this is different. I don't know. There's going to be – I know what the Supreme Court ruled that businesses can technically require employees to be – to get vaccinated against it and so on and so forth. Uh, but it's going to be a very slippery slope, and I think it's opening up a can of worms that um, not a lot of people are going to be very willing to, 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 to dive into yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. going forward here. So it's going to – and it's going to take some time before the dust settles and things kind of work themselves through. So – uh, as of right now, though, it appears that if you do not, if you're not vaccinated you're, and you're not planning on getting the vaccine, then uh, you will not be attending any uh, Raiders games in the Death Star. So um, I, there's there's that. I mean, it is what it is. Honestly, I, I don't. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not pro-vax. I'm not anything. I'm just pro-choice. I just I believe that people should have the choice to do what they want to do, and that uh, I shouldn't have to do anything to make you feel better. Um, you know, my life is not catered toward making you feel comfortable. You know, you'll say, well, you don't have the right to get me infected. Well, actually, I kind of do. 
Um, it's called living in a society uh, with other human beings. I don't know about the, the wording of the right to get you infected. Right. I mean, it's not <laughs> the like, wording's a little. It's <laughs> not like it's not like I'm running around and uh, you know inf- intentionally infecting you with AIDS. Which, by the way, in California, Jesus. no problem. You can totally do that all you want. That's that's no big deal. Um, but nonetheless, uh, so yeah, the Raiders are the first team to do that. The Carolina Panthers came out today, I believe, and and uh, they institute uh, announced that there will be a mass mandate for any indoor at any in, uh, in any indoor portions of their stadium. So you don't have to wear one when you're sitting in your seat, you know, elbow to elbow, uh, with all sorts of different, you know, with with hundreds of people uh, drinking beer, yelling and screaming at the field. But um, when you go inside to buy a beer, when you go into the concourse, yeah. or you go to the, take a piss. Yeah, make sure you uh, put that mask on, buddy. That's weird. Put those greasy dick hands all over your face and put your mask on and uh, get, get yourself in there and stop spreading the COVID because, uh, you know, people but people are lose, absolutely losing their fucking minds. I, I, I can't imagine having 60, 70, 80,000 people. And how are you going to police that? I mean, I honestly. Don't, that's what I mean. I, a lot of this stuff is just window dressing, Ever, right? Ever, everyone's going to gonna be Abraham Lincoln in it. Like, have the mask on, have it like on the, over their chin, like maybe covering their, like, their bottom chin lip. Chin diapers. Yeah, it's yeah. it's gonna be a, a mess. Uh, it is, it is, and I, I just, I just, I feel bad for the security staff that are being paid to enforce that because it's absolutely ridiculous. And they are gonna be like, they're gonna wear, you know, the the Stevie Ray. Who the fuck is the blind piano player? I can't think of his name. Oh, Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Jesus Christ! I was like, they're gonna or have Stevie to wear. Wonder. Stevie Wonder, either one. I said Stevie Charles, like an asshole. <laughs> um, they're gonna need to put yeah, on those glasses. Close. They're gonna have to be blind the whole time. Yeah, wow, I mean, I it's just. I mean, that. come on, man. How much are you getting paid? What are you getting paid? Twenty bucks an hour to go under Maybe. the cars and just and just get there and be like, sir, yeah. mask up. Like, yeah. no. Unless you I, have like. Imagine the fights, dude. Like, you're gonna get like. Imagine like the third quarter, of the Panthers getting blown out by like the Falcons or the Bucks or something like that. And you're where? And you got a bunch of. And you're in Carolina, and you got a bunch of pissed off Panthers fans. Let's take and it And then one some step security guards like, put your mask on. They're gonna be like, fuck you. How about this one? It's you're, thirty-one to ten, dude. You're in fuck L.A. Off. and the Chargers are playing the Rams. Ooh. And the L.A. fans Ooh. just hate themselves anyway. Those dudes just. L.A. just they were like, nah, this is our stadium. They're like, nah, this is our stadium. I can't think. Ever since COVID has kind of like allowed fans to go back into the stadiums, I don't think I've seen any stadium fight besides LA fans in every sport. Feels that way, right? Every sport. Like if there was, I don't know, is is there an LA LA Galaxy for soccer? I don't. Yeah, I'm I think sure. yeah, yeah, the LA. Galaxy. And I'm 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 positive it's the one that uh, that pretty boy used to play for there, David uh, Beckham. Yes, thank you. Ben, oh, like as soon as said pretty boy, I was like David Beckham. Yeah, him. Um, the one that's married to the Spice as, Girl. Posh. How do you know all this stuff? I know random bullshit. I couldn't You're think of Stevie Ray Charles I'm saying over here. It doesn't make any sense, but I know Posh and David Beckham. Like, okay, there's no tomorrow. Fair enough. Um, but listen, I guarantee you if I went to go search for a video of, of LA Galaxy fans fighting in the stands, I would find it in about 20 minutes. Because it exists. It exists. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. It's nonstop fighting in LA fans like that. So if it's going to be one stadium that's going to be completely opposed to anything, it's going to be LA fans for I sure. Agree. Yeah. Well, and I mean, LA, California, they're already uh, – they're already up in arms with their governor anyway. That that guy's going to probably not be their governor much longer um, with this whole recall election going on out there. But, again, different can of worms for a different show. Uh, but the other big NFL news that uh, broke out today, which was – it broke my heart. Uh, it it was really, shocking to me. It really just stabbed me right in the face, and I was just devastated to see it. Not going to say I was surprised to see it, uh, but I was devastated nonetheless. Tim Tebow, one Timothy Richard Tebow Christ – uh, was cut from the Jacksonville Jaguars today. His stint as a tight end in the NFL is likely over, done, dead after one preseason game. One bad block 
attempt that went viral, and Timmy Tebow is gone. Uh, that block that went viral, while taken completely out of context, was a horrible play look for him. It did not look good. But still, I really did think, and you can go back and you can play this, I said full on he is 100% locked to make this roster. I was, I was definitely wrong. I didn't think he was 100%. I was 50-50 on it. Because I thought, you know, I thought there was a little bit of truth to what you were saying where him and Urban Meyer had, like, a deal. I thought it was a deal. He was going to get player benefits because he had been activated for yep. more than three years in the league. And he would go and he would go on the practice squad, uh, go to the, the special teams and, yep. you know, run yep. up and down and be a football player and just, yep. you know, do what he does. Uh, but, no, that was, uh, that was terrible news. I wanted Tim Tebow to be a successful pass-catching tight end. I didn't have any hope for him being able to learn how to block because – don't be surprised. Listen, everything – there's nothing easy about the NFL. There is no position in the NFL where you're just like, no, oh, got that. That's easy, bro. Listen, these guys are machines. They know what they're doing. So for him to go from a quarterback to try to play as a tight end, you knew it was a long shot. I just really, really wanted to see Tim Tebow catch a game-winning touchdown from Trevor Lawrence at some point this season because ESPN would just lose their fucking minds. Dude, Josh McDaniels loves Tebow. Belichick loves Tebow. He doesn't want to play quarterback. Belichick loves tight ends. Or it could be the H-back that they've always tried to convince him to play. Well, he can't do it. He can't do that. We had James Devlin break <laughs> his neck and play two weeks with a broken neck. I don't think Tim Tebow is doing that. No, maybe not. I don't care how much, how much praying he's doing. He could be Hulk Hogan <laughs> in the 80s praying and taking his vitamins and praying to God, and he's not Eat playing broccoli, that. broccoli, brother. But, um, shit, I don't know. Like, I mean... I think he's done, done, because he kind of tweeted out like, "Hey, thanks for the opportunity." Like, I can't yeah, you gave me the opportunity to chase a dream or something along those lines. Yeah, and it was, and it was a really, really good. Uh, it, listen, it was a good run, and, and listen, give he's the guy thirty-five. Yeah, man, or thirty-one. Thirty-one. Thirty-five. I said thirty-five. I feel old I as forget, shit. I forget how old he is. He's, he's up there somewhere. Um, he's he's not that much older. He's my age, at least. I think he's I think my he's age. Thirty-five. Then. Yeah, thirty-five, thirty-four, something oh like that. God, um, shocking to me. But yeah, I was disappointed. I was just I really, really wanted to see Tim Tebow catch a game winning touchdown in a big moment, like, you know, on a Monday night game against like, you know, the Texans or something like that, and everybody would just lose their minds and we would talk about it on this show two days later and be like, What can't this man do? He just prays to God and shit happens and things but work out for him. To and be fair, they never threw him the ball. They threw him the ball like one time in practice and they're like, eh. Well, I think because it's a tight end, you know, blocking is about as much as I mean, trust unless me. you're Travis Kelsey. Trust me. I get it. Which is basically just a wide receiver. Travis Kelsey's a slow wide receiver. Yeah. We always said it. He's a, he's a big slow wide receiver. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, that Tim Tebow news was, uh, it was, it was heartbreaking. To me, it to was me. shocking. You know, I, I, was, I, always, I was very surprised. Always root for my man, Timmy Tebow. I, I was, I was rooting for him when he was a Met. I'll root for him in whatever he does going forward. Uh, but I feel like this is probably the end of the road. Yeah. As far as the athletic career of Tim Tebow goes. He'll go back to announcing or, like, one of those pre-shows. Like he has Which he's really good at, too. He has a personality for it. He has the look for it. I'm sorry. He's a good-looking dude. And good-looking dudes sell on TV. He's, he's beautiful. What can you say? He's beautiful. Uh, 774-992-8702. That's the phone number if you want to get at us. Uh, we're hitting uh, around the league right now. But we'll segue from there. Speaking of tight ends, we'll get into this uh, this MassLive.com uh, article. Mm -hmm. Uh, by again, I believe it's Matt v Vitor. Uh, I think that's how you say his name. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Uh, but you can find it masslive.com. I pinned it at the top. Uh, basically, he makes the case here uh, for Tim Tebow um, for Gronk's number uh, to be retired uh, as a Patriot. And 
Sean and I, we, we, we saw this article and we both kind of had some different thoughts on it. Um, I think Sean's take is probably going to be a little bit more surprising than mine uh, in this case. But, um, Sean, you, you read the article. You Obviously, uh, they're, they're lobbying here for, for Gronk's number to be retired. Yeah, 87. Uh, that no one should be wearing number 87 out in training camp right now. It's, it just doesn't look right, uh, so, the optics of it, so on and so before forth. Before last Thursday's game of the Patriots playing the Washington football team, they what they do, the honorary, the, the honorary changing of the numbers of Belichick basically saying, hey, know your teammate, we're going to give you a random number, basically play to, to, to show your worth. Before the game, all the guys get their numbers. Mac Jones gets his. You know, the defensive guys get theirs. The running backs get theirs. And a seventh-round wide receiver by the name of Trey Nixon gets number 87. Now, to me, it was shocking. I said, wow, just one year? Because usually they do a few years of not letting guys have numbers. Like, they they didn't let anybody take Adam Vinatieri's four for forever. Or Edelman's eleven. Or Edelman's, well, Edelman's 11, like, he just retired, like, a few weeks ago. Like, it seems like actually no, a few months true. ago. Yeah, no, yeah, so, they won't do that. I I bet they hold on to Edelman's 11 longer than they did Gronk's 87. I, I almost want to bet that. And why do you bet? Why would you bet that? Because Edelman is a team-first guy. He lived and died by the Patriot motto of, you play hard in practice, you play hard in the field, you play hard off the field, you do your job, you get your shit in, and you get out of here. And he lived the motto. He lived the motto. He outlived the motto with Brady, and Brady was his boy. Like, Bella, I mean, the three guys you can say in the last 10 years who have lived that motto of eat, sleep, and breathe Patriots yep. have been Belichick, Brady, up until he left, uh, Edelman 100%, and probably Devin McCourty. Those are the guys that eat, sleep, drink the Patriots, the Patriots motto. I would say Rob Ninkovich. Was one. Rob Ninkovich was very mouthy though. Like he, but he bought it. But he bought it. He though. bought it when he was there, and then when he retired, he's like, "I ain't going back unless they give me." His exact words were, "A fuck ton of money." So I when, loved, when, I loved Ninkovich. Oh, so do I. But he was, he was not like someone who was just like, as soon as he retired, he went right to the media and he was like, "This is the Patriot way. It's what we do. It's what we said in the locker rooms." He like blabbed everything. There was guys out there though that bought into it. I mean that that heavy, that bought in heavy. You know, uh, uh, the Bennett brother bought in. You know, real quick. Marty, yeah, yeah, but he he bought in as long as he can still do his off field shit. That was like his like thing. He's like, I want to write kids books. I want to talk trash. I want to do media stuff. And Belichick's like, I don't give a shit. I gotta help my brother blame white people for everything. Oh, those guys like fell off. Marty still makes me laugh on social media. I don't follow Marty. I don't think I, I think uh, I don't I don't remember. I don't think I follow either one of them. But Marty anyway. actually he writes kids books now. That's his thing. Oh, so good for him. Well, good for him. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, everybody needs a post. That, 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 that's everybody needs a, everybody needs a post career uh, career path. Well, I guess. And it's, and it's funny. So someone called about. <laughs> someone's like, someone's like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. You write kids books now. He goes, bitch, I'm rich. Yeah. He goes, he goes, I fund my kids like writing kids books. He goes, I don't give a shit what you think. What the fuck? And like, like, what kind of like insult is that? <laughs> you write children's books, loser. Like, all right. Like weird, weird thing to get, uh, weird, weird thing to get mad about. Like I don't. What, what's it's, the problem? It's Twitter and the internet. Oh, I know. Twitter is an absolute fucking cesspool. It's 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 just it's it's beyond gross. Uh, but my thing with so my thing with with Gronk's retire retiring Gronk's number, and I, and I disagree. I don't think the Patriots should retire Gronk's number. I don't think they should either. By the way, and I didn't I didn't get to my point, but I don't think they should retire the well, Gronk's what number. What was either. your What was your point? I'm not a big retire numbers person. Okay. And on top of it. The only guy I said retire his number was Brady for sure, for obvious reasons. All-time player, all-time. This yeah, and that, it's, all it's, it's your, that's now, your all-time franchise quarterback. Is Gronk going to be a Hall of Fame player? Absolutely. 
Is he going yeah. to be known for his Patriots career? Absolutely. Do you think well, we'll get into this I'm after? Just, but put I'm a not, this, do you think he's a first ballot Hall of Famer? Gronk? Yeah. Yes, because when he goes in, whenever he retires, people love his personality. And okay. It, I, I'm the, just, the NFL media is going to make sure he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I, I mean, I think statistically he should be, but I just wonder if the injuries in his career, like his kind of his, his career span was. I just, I'm not a fan of how he left. The whole, when the Patriots were going to trade him to Detroit, mm-hmm. and he said, how can you trade me? I'm retired. Cool move. But that was already like the first crack in the armor. And then when he said, I really don't feel like practicing anymore and I'm retiring because of that, which really, really aggravated me. And then he came back immediately after saying he's retired. He doesn't know if he can play anymore. Brady went to Tampa Bay and he's like, I- I'm ready to go. And he forced his way out of New England, which yeah. I thought was a really shitty move. Which I also think that that kind of played into it for me with why they shouldn't retire his number. Not immediately anyway. Like, right. or, or not anytime soon. Like, I feel like there's, like, I feel like Edelman's number should get retired before that. Um, you know, well, obviously. We, we, have, we have friends who, if you retire 11 for Edelman, they will lose their goddamn minds. Because they didn't retire it for Bledsoe? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, which, again, but li- listen, as much as, as good as Drew was, he never won a, He never won the, the Patriots a Super Bowl. Edelman, Drew, changed, Drew changed the franchise. Edelman was in. Drew Bledsoe. He did. He did say is he the, is the first quarterback to change the history of the franchise. That's true. That is true. I will but, give him credit where it's due. But I will. But I will also say this: that he wasn't alone in that. He had uh, some guy named Robert Kraft and um, some shit bum named Bill Parcells too. I think was also part of that. Thought Belichick um, too. So granted. You know, I, I agree with you on that. He is the first quarterback to change the direction of the franchise in, in, a, in a positive way. Um, but that being said, he was not – he was he was a, a, a third of that trifecta, if you will. Yes, yeah, Because sure. without Parcells and Kraft, without Kraft, none of this happens. He had Curtis Martin, too. And, yeah, that guy was pretty good. And, you know, they had some, you know, Ben Coates and – Ben Coates was Gronk before Gronk. You know, they had some shit bums on defense over there. I don't know, some guy named Ty Law. He was – he was I guess he was all right. Ty Law, know. Willie McGinnis. You know, oh, just that guy. Yeah, all he did was lead the lead, – you know, I think – I'm fairly certain he's still the all-time postseason sack. Chad leader, Eaton was no actually phenomenal deal. before he went to uh, Seattle. Yeah, I, I mean, you know – the fucking Ted Johnson. I mean, there was plenty of guys. I wouldn't throw Ted Johnson in there. Ted, yeah, Johnson, Ted Johnson was a monster. He was a monster person, but... Mm-hmm. Just an animal. Loved he was just hell- if he hit you... Woo. Loved Ted but Johnson. But at the same time, when he missed... <laughs> yeah. like it was, it was laughable. Well, he was like Jeremiah Trotter. He was like the white Jeremiah yes. Trotter. You know, like everything was downhill. He's just like... Same I'm brain. 260 pounds coming downhill, and boy, if I get you, you're going to pay for it. But the pain train. If LT sticks his foot in the dirt and does one of those little wiggles, and he's got... I'm like, oh, shit, I'm fucked. Yeah. Like, yeah that's, but, that's exactly it, 100%. But at the end of the day, though... Um, but no, back to... But to, to, the, to the Gronk thing, like... I don't know that I would rush. I would be in such a rush to retire Gronkowski's number right now if I was if I was Bob Kraft and the Patriots. No, because of what you said, he kind of gave New England the double barrel middle fingers and said, "See you later." Was he the most dominant tight end Absolutely. in the league at that time? Yes. Was he the best tight end in, in New England Patriots history? Uh, of course, without question. But he kind of told you to go fuck yourself on his way out the door. Not just kinda. It was definitely. Is is it's not me, it's you breakup. That was Absolute, the breakup. Right. It's the, it, I get it. He yeah. had injuries, but like, you know what really make, makes me mad too is that that whole last year we beat the Rams. He takes that quad shot and he's like, I couldn't walk for like a month and a half after the Super Bowl because of that quad shot he took in the in the, in the game. Yeah, yeah. It was like and I'm like, okay, deep, deep contusion. Yeah, and he says he goes, it wrecked him. He says he'd wake up in the middle of the night, he couldn't sleep, and all this other stuff. I'm like, all right, if he's really that banged up, go for it. 
Like, absolutely retire. I Like, I respect the hell out of you. You get out. You made all your money. You had a shit ton of injuries. You had so many back injuries and surgeries. It's ridiculous. The biggest thing to me was after one year, he's like, no pain, doesn't wear a knee brace anymore, yeah. doesn't, doesn't wear his arm brace. I'm like, what is this? cockamamie bullshit and it's not and it wasn't he's like oh he says oh you know i applied some of brady's principles about like the plyometric shit but he can't be like he goes i still lift heavy and everything like that but he's like oh it's all thanks to cbd oil i'm like god get the fuck out of here with so that. so according to the uh to the article on uh, masslive.com which uh, we have pinned at the top so you guys can take a look at it the patriots have only retired seven numbers in their in their franchise's entire history uh, that's John, uh, John Hanna, Gino Capaletti, Mike Haynes, Steve Nelson, Bruce Armstrong, Jim Lee Hunt, and Bob D. Uh, Hannah and Haynes obviously being the only two Hall of Famers in that conversation. Yeah. Uh, I'm, th- surprised we didn't, I'm surprised we didn't um, retire Steve Grogan's number 14 because he was somebody who like died at the quarterback position. He would get murdered, and, and I'll, he I'll was you, adored for it. I'll, I'll tell you what. When I interviewed Steve Grogan uh, a couple years back, we had him live in studio for uh, another show I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet him and talk to him. And uh, what a cool guy. And the stories he could tell, you know, he would talk about the, you know, the, the, like the 91, you know, the, the, the Eagles defenses in the 80s and the, in the early 90s and the, and the Bears in 85. And, like, you know, we, were, we got kind of shooting the shit a little bit, him and I. Um, about, you know, like the defenses of that era and, and stuff like that. And I, I was trying to pick his brain as much as I could as, to, you know, what he saw and who he liked and things like that. And I, was, and I was fascinated by his stories. And one of the things that kept coming up was that, you know, because obviously it was him, Tony, him and Tony Eason. Yeah. And, you know, the, a lot of people felt like if they'd gone to him earlier or, or, or stuck with him, whatever the, you know, however the timeline went, that they, the Patriots would have been better off or at least maybe had a fighting chance against the Bears. Well, the, because the, Eason started that game, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, Eason and, did start and the then game. He came in, and Eason was shell shocked from the get go, and they, they had him. He was screwed, and it, it was Grogan that came in and, and kind of steadied the ship and actually moved the ball a little bit. Obviously, didn't score many points, but the, I think the, by the time he got in, the game was over. But but, but Eason, you're right. Eason was another guy who was a high draft pick. Yep, picked well, to he replace was first round, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He was like he was in the Marino class. Yeah, he was eighty. Yeah, the class eighty three. Yes. So he was. So he was drafted in that class. The fourth quarterback taken or fifth? Fourth or fifth? Fifth, I think it was because it was the fourth of some weirdo, not weirdo. Um, it's uh, obscure name. Sorry, I didn't mean to call right, him weirdo. Right, right, right. I know what you meant. <laughs> it was a weird name that you wouldn't think of, but um, goes in there, and I remember this because my dad told me the story, and I eventually years later saw it like on. Thank God for the internet and YouTube, where the Patriots pulled a little bit of a Philadelphia uh, crowd, where Tony Eason got hurt on the field, and the Patriots fans got up and clapped that he was injured because yeah. they were happy to have Steve Grogan back in because they had been they been pandering. It was a very Philadelphia moment. For it the totally was. It was they, they very they, they were pandering to have Steve Grogan go back in there and play because. He was a guy who was going to leave it out on the field, and even if they lost, they felt like they had a competitive chance with him. Yeah. Unlike Eason, Eason was like. Flash your arm, like like more playability, but he was like pretty boy, didn't want to get hit, and area didn't like that. And we that, weren't winners at that point, right? You guys, they're right. The Patriots we were, were dogs. Still, the Patriots were still getting blacked out at home on a regular basis, and you know the, that it was not a good time for the Patriots. But back to the retired number thing. I, I so I get what you're saying. Grogan's 14, I think, would probably be a good candidate uh, to get retired before Gronk's. Um, because I don't believe, because again, I, I'm not a big retire the number kind of guy. Me neither. Because you only have 99 numbers and you start knocking them off and it's like. Well, they might start changing that now. What? Where, uh, well, you can go uh, zero, double zero, uh, 100, 101, 
No, I don't want that. Oh, I don't want that either. But they said like, I just saw they the, said I, it's I, a, I just a saw, possibility. I just saw the NHL agreed to have ads on the front of their jerseys. They're all gonna do it. And I'm like, God damn it! Like another one falls. But at least football is football is nowhere close to that. No, they're not. And they nor should they be. Because I'll tell you right now, football I, puts their logo on everything. If else. I see like Oracle on the front of a Green Bay Packers jersey, oh. I'm gonna lose. Or Verizon on a Raiders jersey, I'm gonna what lose did, my fucking shit. What did, what did Kansas City just lost the name of their stadium Arrowhead to something else? What is, what's it called now? Some weird ass name. Oh, did they get rid of Arrowhead to yeah. uh, to pander to the yeah. uh, to the to the losers? But it's a weird ass name now. I don't know. I, and, and they were like, and all the fans were like. We're not calling it that. Well, I don't even. I didn't even hear about this. Yeah, they just recently changed it, like in the last few days. I forgot what the name of the stadium is now, but they just changed the name of the stadium, and it was it's some weird ass name. Um, it's not Arrowhead Stadium anymore. It's G E H A Field at yes, Arrowhead Stadium. Yes, yeah. Everyone's like, I'm not calling it Geha Field, but it's at Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah. So they just so because okay, all right. So they didn't change the name to pander to anybody. Um, mm. But they, what they did was they, but they, it's, it's like common ground. Well, it's like no, it's like when Mile High used to be just Mile High Stadium. Yeah. Now it's you know it, then it was Invesco Field Mile High, and now it's I don't know Sports Authority, whatever the fuck it is now. I don't it's even. Like, yeah, something like. Honestly, that. I don't even I don't even know what it, what Mile High is. Called. Who cares? I, I know I know Gillette is Gillette. Like I, I don't think of it as. Uh, yeah, it's Empower. That's right, Empower because it's Empower is on everything now. Oh yeah, of all the Gillette. They got the Field House over there. Um, but yeah, I don't know the naming rights for stadium. So so that just sounds like they got they got a sponsor. They finally put a sponsor on the stadium name. Mm. You know, like it used to be, a little bit. It used to be Three River Three River Stadium. Now it's Heinz Field. You know, yeah. it used to be Mile High. Now it's Empower at Mile High. Now it's yeah. Geha at Arrowhead. So a little bit different. But uh, but nonetheless, I'm not a big, like I was saying, I'm not a big retired numbers guy um, because I don't want to see. I don't like, I, I, listen, I want guys memorialized. Yes. Like, I love what the Broncos do. They don't retire numbers. They have the ring of fame. So, like, they, well, they, well, they do. I'm sorry. They retire numbers, but they have their ring of fame. Mm-hmm. And... You know, like Frank Tripuca, for example. This is a, and this is a perfect example. Frank Tripuca, who was number eighteen, he's one of the original Broncos quarterbacks that you know helped the Broncos gain some notoriety and success in the AFL back in the sixties and in the, in the late uh, sixties, early seventies. His number was eighteen. His number was retired by the Broncos. Obviously, when Peyton Manning came to town in two thousand and twelve, that was going to have to change. So they unretired the number. I'm more. Of, I'm more in the fa- in favor of having like a ring of fame where you have like guys' names, but you don't retire the numbers. I'm, I'm you for know, that like, as well. I, I get like, okay, no one will ever wear number seven in Denver again. Like, no one will ever wear twelve in New England again. Right. Those, those are, but those are rare air. Yes. Guys, like exactly. You know, those are those. That's not just like, okay, great. I appreciate. What Gronk has done for the Patriots, I appreciate the level of dominance that he displayed throughout his career, but I don't think it's enough to tell anybody else they can't wear eighty-seven ever again in New England. Right. I think what they did should have been if you wanted to have keep anybody from wearing number eighty-seven for a few years, I'd be all for that. Yeah, you're right. You let the kind of let time pass and then say, like, okay. I felt like the Patriots letting him have eighty-seven was kind of like a, one of these, like when you're driving by somebody and they cut you off and you're like. Like wiping your eye with a, with yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a certain finger. And you're like, kind of was done the gronk of like, you kind of left us high and dry. And you you kind of fucked us, buddy. Like, and not only did you fuck us, like you left us high and dry. It but was you planned. Went there, but you, it was planned. And, and it's so funny how like people, people, the same people in New England who will be like, oh, fuck LeBron James and his super teams will sit there and they'll, they'll have no problem with, you know, people planning to go to Tampa to play with Brady or whatever. But to, to be fair, no, not to hijack this conversation. Did you, <laughs> did you see the Madden commercial today with Brady? 
I did not know. He pokes fun at that. He's trying to build a super team, and he's calling up uh, Randy Randy Moss. He's calling up Julian Edelman. He's calling up all these other guys he's played with. Hey, come to Tampa Bay. Come play with me. I'm trying to get the, all the band back together for another year. <laughs> and everyone's like hanging up on him and shit like that. And he goes like, I'm just going to go play Madden. And that's how the commercial ends, which is it's kind of funny because he just adds all them right. all on Madden. I mean, it's... That is kind of funny, but it just it just goes to show how hypocritical hypocritical sports fans are by nature. Yeah, because they're like, oh no, this guy can't do it. But when it's my guy, it's all fine and well. Oh, you know, he's you know, uh, when when KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen all decide you know they're going to come to Boston and play. That's okay, Joey. Um, but God forbid LeBron and Chris Bosh go to Miami. Oh no! Oh no! 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 The only time, oh, I would admit when when LeBron did the whole decision thing that annoyed me. But ever it since annoyed everybody. Ever, ever since then, I'm all for super teams. I hope I I I forget who I was talking with. I was like, I hope Paris trades for Ronaldo just so everyone in soccer can lose their mind. <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. I know nothing about soccer. I'm like, trade for Ronaldo, Paris. I don't know if that's the real team's name. Whatever. Or I, France, whatever. I, I like where your head's yeah. at. That's Do all, it. I, that's what, I like where your head's I at. Want, I, want, I want the people of, like, Papua New Guinea to be like, you pieces of shit. I don't know if they have <laughs> that accent. I just want, like, pure anger across the soccer the world. The Ivory Coast in South Africa the only is team, living right now. The only team that I'm very against. Don't even get me started on the Zimbabweans. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I want... Everything the Brooklyn to fail, just because of who's, who's there. Same, That's same. It. And and we'll we'll dive into uh, NBA next week because we got a lot of NBA stuff to get into. Obviously, with like, I mean, Pat Beverly got moved again today. Oh, did uh, he? Yeah, no. yeah, he went to Minnesota now. Um, Bitch. The uh, the Celtics inked your boy uh, to a to a four year extension. So. That's that's happening. Uh, I'd rather have we'll, him over Evan Fournier. But we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll save the basketball talk, the heavy basketball talk for next week. But you know, to wrap up this retired number thing, like. I just don't know that if I'm Robert Kraft or I'm the Patriots that I'm rushing to hang this number up in the rafters and say no one's ever wearing this raft this this number again. After watching him manufacture his way out of New England, go to Tampa, and then on top of it win a Super Bowl. Like I know it's cool for the fans and all the fans in New England, they get to jump the bandwagon and be, you know, because that's what they do. And they Fuck just you. get to be like Oh, the Patriots suck. That's fine. I was never a Patriots fan anyway. I've been a Bucks fan since 2001. <laughs> kiss my, kiss my. You know, I, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. I've been a Bucks fan my whole life. I know one guy that's a or two people. I have two people that I know personally that are Bucks fans. Two. Never met one. Two. And I've only met three. The other kid I met at Quinnipiac in 2005. Don't even know what that and is. me and him fucking ran train on the Beirut table one night. It was great. And then I left him high and dry after my partner because I was chasing some tail. But anyway, that's beside <laughs> the point. Um, this guy. So there's two people I know that are Bucks fans. Yep. You know, th- that's it. And no one around here, but everyone here was simultaneously rooting for the Bucks as if it was like the, in, as if they were the Patriots. I will do it in the bowl. And I will say this, you know, like my like my brother being a diehard Colts fan, never rooted for the Broncos unless they were playing the Patriots or they were in the the Colts are completely out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said never happened. I because said, there were times in even the regular season, where my brother would be like, "I'm not rooting for the Broncos." He's like, "Fuck you! We're trailing you guys by one game for the two seed." Yeah, like, no, I'm not rooting for you. Brady uh, left. Brady love you, left Peyton. me. Fuck you! I want you to lose. Seriously, Brady left me. We didn't say goodbye, Brady. It was he chose to leave us all last season. I hope you lose every game. I, I no offense, my yeah. man. Like, thank you for everything you did in New England. You are on the opposite team now. The only time I rooted for him, as I said, if he gets a Super Bowl and we're not playing the Patriots. I'll root for Braden in the Super Bowl. And he won. And I was like, yeah, good for him. Like, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, other than that, I, I like, didn't, no. I, I wouldn't root for him in the Super Bowl. I didn't root for him in the Super Bowl, even though it was against the goddamn fucking 
Chiefs that I can't fucking stand. Fucking Patrick Mahomes out there laying flat, flinging balls and hitting dudes in the faces. And at, they're at, like, at, what, at, we what point, at what point are we going to bring up that Patrick Mahomes can't play well in the big game? We Listen, I think that this year, if we see it again this year, I think this now becomes a thing. Two Super Bowls, three touchdowns, 11 turnovers. 11 That's in two good. games. And it's including fumbles and interceptions. Nobody talks about that because it's Patrick Mahomes. Of course, he's the media darling. I mean, they were showing today his first preseason game when he hit Tyreek Hill on like a 90-yard or 70-yard bomb or whatever. And the ball, they're like, did you see how far the ball traveled in the air? And I'm like, okay, so he can throw a ball. He's in the NFL. He's a quarterback. The ball should travel that far in the air. Mm. I'm like, they're like, it traveled 70 yards. I'm like, listen, I'm not here to like, you know, flex or, or like stroke myself, but Back when PJ and I were in our primes and we, you know, we were rifling footballs all over the fucking lot. Nerf footballs. No, they were the real ones. We I'm had just the, I, had, I had the Duke, baby, the Duke. I'm and we would go shit. outside at halftime of the 1 o'clock games, and, dude, we had 40 yards measured out in front of my hearts, and P, PJ and I could bomb those things 60 yards in the air all day on a rope, like no problem, to the point people would stop playing catch and they would just watch PJ and I just, like, back and forth. Granted, I would go to bed and my elbow would be throbbing, because I was, you know, putting so much strain on my body to do it. <laughs> Thank God it was your but elbow. But it looked fucking cool. Thank okay? God it was your elbow. <laughs> but anyway, I, but I'm not saying I have a, I have the arm strength of a Patrick Mahomes, but I was, I, I was probably like pretty close. Like 15 years ago, my yeah, man. Yeah, it was, it was pretty close. Hey, listen, man, I can. Brucey gets to live his, relive his glory days, bro. Okay, all Jesus right. Jesus Christ. Fucking Uncle Rico over here. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me, Sean. 774-992-8702. That's the phone number. Give us a call. Do you think Brady should have his, uh, Gronk should have his number retired uh, in New England? And, and should anyone wear number 87 ever again? Correct. So here's my counterpoint to those who will jump in and say, absolutely. Why wouldn't you do it? He's an all-time player. Great. You think about it from the history point of view. You think about it from the Patriots history point of view. How come... Guys that are so important to us, the Teddy Bruskies, the Ty Laws, the, the Rodney Harrisons, the um, yeah, right, Mike like, Vrabels. Like if, it, look, I'm going to say this. Richard right, Seymour. If, if Ty Law's number is not retired by the Patriots, then Gronk shouldn't be retired. Fuck, what about Richard Seymour? He was so dominant the first two Super Bowls. Like He was one of the best defensive ends, like top two, top three in the league. Every year. Every year, yeah, but just because he didn't put up stats doesn't because, mean he yeah, because his like career high thing was like what, what, eleven sacks or something like no, that. No, I think that was in Oakland or maybe yeah, I mean, it might have been Oakland. Yeah, well, I think in New high. England it was like three or eight, four, eight and a half. I think was his was maybe his, was his peak in New England. But I'll, still, I'll look but it up. I want to throw people like curious. like listen, like you can be a great productive player and then not retire your number. It doesn't diminish the exactly, fact. dude. That's all I was getting at. But um, I know we're gonna kind of switch topics really quick. I gotta throw this out there because I'm yeah. a little bit excited about it. If anybody watched last Thursday's Patriots game, Mac Jones, let me throw that out there. I know what wasn't even going to be on the agenda tonight. You know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Mac Jones looked nice. And I was, my eyes opened up like a kid in a candy store. And they was just given a $100 bill and you can do whatever you want. I'm like, hmm? <laughs> and I was blown away at the precision, the timing, yeah, eight sacks. the accuracy. Good, good recall on that. I was blown was away. He never got double digits. That's crazy. No, not, not even, in New England. Not, not even, New England. No, not even in Oakland. Oh. Four, five and a half, six, and three. In that Oakland, a, Oakland, he had more numbers, too. He had better stats in Oakland, I thought. Not really. His high in Oakland was uh, was six sacks uh, in, 20, in 2011. Uh, but that was it. Yeah, no, he didn't, he didn't really flourish in Oakland. His, his two best years were in New England, 03 and 08, when he had eight sacks. So... 
really quickly going back to that game, and if anybody wants to call in and talk about it and see what you saw, when Mac Jones entered the game, this was the Patriots Brady led offense all over again. All with backups, no starters, and he looked efficient. He knew where to go. He knew the protections to call. He did the read one, read two, read three, right in a row. With Cam, it's read one, read two. Fuck it, I'm out of here. And that's that's <laughs> and I love Cam, but Cam is not going to be a multiple read guy. Do you think? Because I I only saw highlights of that game. Do you think now Mac Jones is your day one starter? Ooh, you know what? Because if I'm not mistaken, you said he wasn't. Right? I said definitely not. I said Cam all the way. Okay. And I said the only way that Mac wins this job is if Mac comes in and it's a knockout blow to Cam, where they're they're sparring, they're sparring, and Mac Jones just throws a haymaker and knocks him out clean. And I was like, that's the only way. But now, ooh, I think I think Mac Jones might win by decision, whether he wants to or not. Because if you're talking about Cam, still has the same the same problems. Cam has accuracy issues already. Cam has downfield bomb issues already. Cam has a great arm, but it's not accurate. Cam also not great with protecting the ball already. He gets hit, drops the ball immediately. It wasn't even a big hit. Dropped the ball immediately. Mm. And I knew that went up Belichick's ass all last year. And you're talking about preseason game one. Chase Young hits him, not even hard, and the ball goes right to the ground immediately. It's like, fuck Cam. You, you got to recover that shit. Yeah, you, gotta, you have to protect the ball as a quarterback. And that's the biggest thing. And, you know, when you get hit as a quarterback and it's so underrated – in terms of like, oh, how did you not fucking fumble that? Like, perfect example, 2015, the AFC Championship. Von Miller comes off the left, uh, off the left side, sacks Brady down near his own goal line. Brady holds onto the ball. Almost an identical play in the Super Bowl. Two weeks later, Cam fumbles it, and it's a Denver touchdown. Yes, I, I mean, I'm, and that's MVP Cam. And those were identical. And I, I remember watching that play over and, and seeing that sack by Von Miller, and just going like. How the fuck did he not fumble that fucking ball? Brady and it gives was, up the but, play all the time. But the great ones, it wasn't even he gave up the play. He never even saw Von Miller coming. He just didn't drop the ball. He knew how to take care of the football when he was getting hit in, in ways that he couldn't see coming. And that and that's that's the difference between being an MVP once and a seven-time Super Bowl champion. Like, you protect the ball in situations like that. You don't put your team. Sure, you took the sack. Yeah, you got to punt the ball. But you didn't turn it over. You didn't give up seven to the defense because you fumbled it on your own goal line, mm. and then somebody kicks it and recovers it in the end zone, like Cam did in the Super Bowl. Yep, that's the difference. Like, yes, Cam Newton went, and, and we talked to Warren Moon about this last year. Yes, we did. And and we were we were all pretty high on Cam Newton coming into New England. We thought he was going to have uh, a pretty good fucking bounce back career year. And you know, up until the part where he got COVID, I think he was on pace to do that. That being said, I don't know that Cam Newton right now is – I don't know that he's – not only is – I don't – do I know if he's better than Mac Jones, but I think he actually might be a detriment to the Patriots team because of the uh, the aforementioned issues that you, you just mentioned with uh, with protecting the ball. Not so much throwing interceptions, but like just – dude, like, yeah, you're going to get hit. You have to – you, you kind of have to fucking you, – you've got to protect that shit. You can't put the ball on the ground. Absolutely. Joey Fats Radio, row one C one. Hey, what's up, boys? Patrick. Hey, um, so uh, do you think, um, Sean? Did you like Mac overall? I missed it because I had softball till nine. I only saw Hoyer play. No, that's did okay. You like Mac? Pat, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I was impressed. 
for Did something I, I thought he was going to come in, throw some balls, look mediocre because he's rookie and he's learning the system. He came in looking like he's been in the New England system for three years. Wow, shit. I, I am very fucking impressed. And all the reports have been they didn't play Nelson Aguilar. Okay, Nelson Aguilar is their yeah. deep threat this year. That's what I keep hearing. He's the deep threat. He's the deep threat. He's Unlike the deep threat. Aguilar. Unlike Aguilar. And the most consistent playmaker to Nelson this whole training camp, even this week when they're practicing with Philadelphia before Thursday's game, has been Mac Jones to Aguilar down the field. Mac Jones to Aguilar. Not, and I thought it was going to be Cam to him because they, they've, they've yeah. played together. They've been friends. They practice off the field together. And Cam has not been consistently hitting him down the field. But yeah. if you can consistently get that deep threat, make that connection, get that pass from Mac Jones to Nelson Aguilar, that's going to make the underneath game that much better for Mac. And it's going to make the Patriots – Offense move a lot like you used to seeing with the with with Brady, yeah. and it was like when and I know Pat, you said you had softball and you didn't get to see the first half of the game. When Matt came in, he was very impressive. He knew his, he knew the stuff. He knew the reads. He knew the plays. He got the ball to the right guy. He had immaculate touch. I think it was Christian Wilkerson um, dropped two of the passes. Another guy like he most sucks. He I mean, sucks. I mean that's why Detroit got rid of him because he he has drop ball problems. But I'm telling you, like. If you have him with the ones and you have Kendrick Bourne out there and you have Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry yeah. if they're not hurt, that whole yeah. this whole <laughs> offense is short is short offense. It's quick reads, quick reads, quick reads. Yep. That's all the offense is going to be. You know, you're not getting a Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and all these speedsters. You have a lot of guys who are getting open quick in short 10 to 15 yard increments and making those quick plays and getting the ball down the field very quickly. And then the whole offensive line. The whole powerhouse of the offense is a thick offensive line and a thick yeah. running back committee. And I'm yeah. telling you, like, that's going to be the bread and butter. Like, oh, if you get Lord, the, it coming. If you get the short passing game <laughs> along with that thick-ass running game going, look at um, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. He came in for three plays. He had 128 yeah. yards oh, rushing. Yeah. Saw that. Yep. Well, one of the plays was like 90 yards for a Russian touchdown, yep. but it was still like unbelievable. And he's like, oh, he's like, I know it wasn't this short term, but he goes, you know, that was a good confidence boost. But at the same time, like, I can't expect every game is going to be like that because he goes, shit, like, that's not how the NFL works. So I, I, I appreciate that they're they're really working on offense, offensive line, short passing game. I, I, I'm, I'm very impressed. I think Joey was right. Joey said it two, three minutes ago. I think if you have Cam in there at quarterback – it's going to be a bit of a detriment to the offense now because Cam's not a quick um, options reader. And Man, Cam Cam will go, all right, is Nelly open? No. Is Hunter Henry open? No. I don't got time for Johnny Smith. I got to run this motherfucker. And he just takes off. Yeah. So that's what I worry about. Yeah. Well, I think that's why they took Mac Jones, though, right? Because they, they liked his ability to make quick decisions progress through his reads, and then deliver an accurate, catchable football. Mac Jones? I, I mean, it, it, it sounds so simple and so easy. Like, oh, yeah, well, of course, that's why you would take him, all those things. Like, yeah, but to put it into in, but to put it into practice on an NFL field against NFL talent is a totally different thing. And I think with, with Mac Jones, and I said this on draft day, I said Mac Jones is the absolute – Perfect fit. I don't think Mac Jones would have been great if he had if Mac Jones if Mac Jones had gone to Houston. Dead. I don't think he's good. Think if he's Mac dead. Jones goes to Detroit, dead. he's fucked. If he goes dead. to Cincinnati, screwed. Anyway, if, he went, if he went to the Jets, brain dead. Done. If he goes to I don't know, fucking if name he went, a place. If he went to San Francisco, like it was originally rumored, because they wanted someone to step in right away because they didn't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo, I still think he would struggle in San Francisco. But uh Trey Lance is looking Trey Lance. 
is exactly what they thought he was. Looking, Big ass arm. Looking pretty good so far. Big ass arm. Sucks underneath a little bit. But he's going to – he's going to – He's young. He's unpolished. He's unpolished. But exactly. Gar- Garoppolo will win that job, but nonetheless. But, but no, I think this is why you got Mac Jones, right? You got Mac Jones to come in here and, and win this job out from, uh, uh, from Cam Newton. And, and you know what? That would be it, a first time ever. Force Bill Belichick to play you. And so far, after bastard. one game – I mean, I know we're going to see another game on Thursday night here, but after one game, I, I don't – I don't see Cam holding on to this starting job beyond, uh, you know, it might be his, but after Thursday night, dude, I think we're going to see Mac Jones. It's going to be come out. Mac Jones is going to be the starter. And I think if Mac Jones wins out, you have to release Cam. Out of respect. Yeah. I, I, I don't no, I don't see Cam wanting to stay here as a backup. Right, because you still got Hoyer, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you leave Hoyer on the bench to be the, the, the veteran backup guy, and, and you just roll with um, Mac Jones. But I, I will also say this. I will also say uh, the other thing. What was I just going to say? I just lost my train of thought. Damn it. Sorry. Sorry, I fucked you up. No, it's okay. Continue on. I fucked, I fucked him. I I'm gonna fucked go. him, Pat. Oh, Broncos no, no. Good. No, here's what I was going to say. Unknown stat, well, it's not unknown because I know it. It's, it's a, a little-known stat is that last year, Mac Jones had the most efficient, accurate quarterback season of any college quarterback in NCAA history. Mm-hmm. Shit, dude. That's not a little-known. That's, 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 that's very well-known. No, but not talked about so it. careful. And, and, and that's and the, why they like the, him. Every, careful. Everything they say, they, they said, oh, well, he was in Alabama's offense. Who wouldn't? It's like, actually, mm. every quarterback before him couldn't. And yeah. They have the same talent, Tua. if not better. Same talent, if not better. And mm-hmm. All those guys drafted out of Alabama, they mm-hmm. asked those guys candidly, who do you like better at quarterback? Do you like Tua or did you like Mac? And every Mac. guy said, oh every God. single guy said Mac. Easier catchable ball. Every Tua single guy. Catchable ball has become one of those cliches that it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things now. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's like, you remember the, um, the amoeba defense? That, oh, yeah. You know, that, that term that surfaced like seven, eight, nine years ago that used to piss me the fuck off. Like, it's an amoeba defense. Like, oh, it's, it's a sickle cell anemia. No one knows what it is. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. We know what the fuck it is. Jesus Christ. You see Bill Belichick running that crap? No. Bill Belichick goes out and goes, make everything look like cover two. Everything. It looks identical. They never know. They can't figure it out. I loved it when Vince Wilfork played safety for one play against the Texans one that year. That was pretty hilarious. He's like, put him back there as safety. Yeah. Hey, who's the quarterback? Oh was it, uh, was it I think it was Schaub. And Schaub was oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Schaub he was, was like, gone to Houston when Osweiler was there. Schaub was like, the fuck? And they threw it at Wilfork, but they had the safety over the top coverage, so it didn't even matter. Yeah. Uh, but no, they. Uh, it's one of those cliches, though, that's, that's gained, that actually, it actually makes sense when you think about it because. You don't want your receivers to have to go making crazy circus catches all the time. Like, God no. You yeah. know, like Michael Vick had. Remember we used to we used to say Michael Vick. He, he's got no touch, right? Yep. He he throws the same velocity if it's a five yard out or if it's a fucking uh-huh. a, a fifty yard bomb. That's a true. That was and, true. And he had no he had no touch on those short passes, and he, and he would fire it at guys, and it was like. All right, dude, like you're making it really hard for me to catch the ball 10 <laughs> yeah. yards away from you. Peel his price. Like, like what dude, the I'm fuck? 30 feet away. Like, why are you firing at 1,000 miles an hour? Like, that is actually a thing. What we used to call a lack of touch has now just become you're a an catchable asshole. ball. Yeah. Now it's a catchable yeah. ball. Uh, but Mac Jones is extremely accurate, which also makes it easier for guys to get open because he can throw guys open with his accuracy. I'm just going to plop it over there. The guy's going to run underneath it. That Boop. Wilkerson and- corner end zone catch, he dropped it. Mm-hmm. That was forty-three yards in the air for some for a guy that has no arm. Well, it was the whole rack on him that he doesn't have no arm. Yeah, forty-three yards, nothing to laugh at. 
Especially in an NFL game, live time, I'll take it. No, 43 yards is fine. Because, I mean, what percentage of throws are you really throwing over that anyway? That's what I, that's what I keep going back to. No one wants to be Patrick Mahomes throwing sideways, inch off the ground, sidearm in it like for an incompletion. Who gives a shit? Yeah, cool. That wins you one Super Bowl and then loses you, you know, an AFC championship and loses you another one. So he had eleven turnovers. Is that true? Yes. Tried to Google that. And look, just look up the two Super Bowl games between fumbles and interceptions. It's eleven. Holy crap! That's crazy. I would have yeah. thought they make him sound like I would have thought like one or something. No, he I truly, played. I left the show for a bit and tried to Google that. It was all positive. Articles, Joey. There's nothing bad on Google. So, of like, course, I, not. I defy that information. It was all positive articles. So, I'm just gonna run through the. I'm look. I'm looking at the uh, the last Super Bowl <laughs> last year uh, against uh, San Francisco. Yep. Uh, two yep. touchdowns, two interceptions, fumbles. and two and two fumbles. But he didn't That's lose. Four. He, he didn't lose. Uh, it still fumbles them. though. He he still fumbled fumble. it. True. Twice, but he didn't lose it. So all right, still. If he puts, I'm sorry, he puts the ball on the ground. I still count that not as a turnover, but I count that as like yeah. negate him against him because so there's that's four. a negative opportunity. And then against yep. Tampa, I mean, this is going to be ugly. Tampa was Tampa, no. Tampa, no, Tampa wasn't as bad. Tampa was was uh, better. Oh. Uh, no, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, and one fumble. Damn. Wait, so, so where did I get the eleven from? Maybe it was the AFC Championship game he lost. That's still Probably a lot, the AFC Championship. So that was because we said still what strong. four. Yeah. Seven. That's seven. So the other four, I think, it's the AFC lot. Championship game. I mean, it kind of makes sense. But right? you know what? He does fumble the ball a lot for a guy. But he's not a big guy. Yeah. I wonder if that's going to be a problem in his career. He's just going to be like a, like a natural fumbler. Well, you know how we feel about Mahomes anyway. Like, we're not big Mahomes guys. We think yeah. – oh, I, no, I, I love his arm talent. I love watching him throw, but I'm not a big Mahomes guy. I don't think he's going to be – I don't think he, like I don't think he's going to be the next Brady. Oh, no, nah, he had think, one fumble in the AC Championship. So I don't think he's. His fiance doesn't forever. help any of the cause at all either. I mean, yeah, one fumble. So answer. so he had his eight. Fiance. So eight. His fiance. I don't know where you got the three. Maybe it was in in the playoffs in general. Maybe, but I definitely saw eleven. So we'll we'll figure out. We'll we'll correct that stat and we'll figure it out. No, next it's, I it's, fucked it's, up. It's still eight. Fats, you have no horse in this race. So I'll ask you. What rookies impressed you the most out of all the quarterbacks, the, the top picks? Oh, I'll tell you. I got an answer for you. I'm not going to pick Mac Jones either. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen a ton of of, of every of, of all these guys yet. I haven't. I, I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched it. From what I've seen, though, I really, really like what I see out of Trevor Lawrence. Dope, dope. I and I'm, awesome. I'm, and but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this caveat though he needs to gain weight and yeah. and bulk up you know what because in college he looked much bigger than what he is he, in the pros that's how it always works out his arm is incredible his arm talent is yeah. insane but the way i was watching him get hit Oof. i i don't know that he, and he takes sacks because he likes to yep extend plays and yep. and do and do things he will not last at this at the right now, and I'm not saying I mean great. The kid's young, okay? Yeah, he's gonna be able to add mass, add some size, okay. add some strength, all that. I'm not saying it's it's a, it's he's a bust, not by any means. I think he's no, no, no. his talent is off the charts. Yeah, uh, but I do think if he is going to have a long career, he is gonna have to either a get much smarter about and, and I know it's only one preseason game, so I'm judging him off of yeah. one game that really doesn't. I know. You know, uh, say much, but he's either going to have to get much smarter with the way he handles the football and getting rid of it, and or he's going to have to add some significant uh, bulk and size to his frame because the way he is, what's he like, 215, 220? I'm he's surprised. Like tall but he's and tall skinny. as shit. 
I, he's he's not going to last in the NFL at this at that rate. So I like what I've seen out of Trevor Lawrence arm wise. I think throwing the football, he's lived up to the hype so far. After one game, I know it's not a li- like a large sample size, uh, but I think that just that little cause for concern right there, where you're like, ooh, like, okay, I, I-, I trust you. I-, I think you'll do the right thing and you'll do what you got to do to stay healthy. But damn, does that make me scary if I'm a Jack? That scares me if I'm a Jags fan. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, I would say Justin Fields for me. I think he looked incredible. Wow, okay. um, yeah, if Fields, I can, Fields was my second choice. If you can go out and watch the Chicago game, uh, Chicago uh, Bears preseason game, like go watch the highlights on like their Facebook page or YouTube page. I mean, dude, did you see that throw that he made? Cross body, cross body to a guy with nobody within 40 yards of him, and he just kind of like threw up a lollipop, but there was nobody there, so it didn't made fucking it easy. matter. Made it easy. No, it's, fuck that. No, that, still, that was the most overhyped throw no, of no, all No, 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 no. I'm talking about in general. People he were sucking good. him off for that throw. Like, they, they were acting... They were good. acting like they acted when Mahomes made that throw, like, level to the ground in the Joey, Super Bowl. Joey, you have to realize, people in Chicago haven't had a quarterback in about 40 years. <laughs> Sid Luckman? Since, no, since, like, Jim McMahon when he won in one Super Bowl. No, I don't even say that. I don't even go that far. Yeah. Jim McMahon was tough. but That's, that's the last quarterback they've liked. They've liked oh, nobody since. You disrespect the sex cannon like that again, bro. We might fight. Dude, Jay Cutler tweeted out. Uh, oh yeah, like, right. They had Jay Cutler, who's clearly the I know, best but Jay Cutler tweeted out Bears like, history. like let's go, like Fields, like that. He tweeted out pro Fields, and like the first few tweets after him were like, "Fuck you!" Like <laughs> seriously, Bears fans hate him, and he really did nothing. All he, all he did was get him to an NFC Championship and you know a home game, and you know be one game away from a Super Bowl. But whatever. But I thought Fields looked good. I want to say out of all the quarterbacks, who looks the worst. I'm not impressed with Zach Wilson. I'm sorry. Wow. I I, I think wow. I think Zach Wilson looks meh. Um, it's it's the Jets. It's the preseason. But yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. He looks like a midget out there. I'm not. Oh, no. I'm not enthralled with what I've seen out of. And again, I haven't watched a lot of these guys yet. There's not. I know there's not a lot of tape on them anyway. Of course. But yeah. I haven't seen a ton. But what I have seen, yeah, Zach Wilson is. He hasn't jumped out off the page at me and been like, "Whoa, Especially number this two overall pick." It's like, this "Come kid's on, good." Man. Like, yeah, I'm gonna give him time. Give him time because, well, yeah. wait. But now, what do we do? Like, usually the third preseason game is the game where we're like, "All right, that's the game we're looking to." They're saying game two is the dress rehearsal. It's, it feels that way because the quarterback competition in Denver, everybody's talking about. Okay, the Seahawks game. This is it. This is yep. where the. Yep. The the cream's gonna rise to the top. Oh, the cream of the crop rises. I should watch that vi- that promo every day to get my day going. Dude, you should. It's the greatest promo ever. Uh, but yeah, Pat, anything else you got, buddy? Um, last Joey, I know it's probably a stupid question because you just said he's gonna win the job. But do you see Jimmy Garoppolo fall through to the Broncos or Patriots last minute? I mean, no, not, not, not. Why to, would we want him? Not to, no, Denver and New England, I think, are off the table now for Jimmy G. Could I see? Okay. Listen, and. Indianapolis. There is, like we talked about the, before, there is a lot. Listen, Jimmy's going to win that job. Okay. And once he wins that job, because it's going to be evident as the preseason progresses that, uh, that Trey Lance isn't ready yet he's got the arm he's got the talent but but and i know somebody uh, i think duffy sent me a link he was like you know uh jimmy garoppolo's longest touchdown pass in his career is 76 yards and trey lance hit an 80 yard touchdown pass in the second throw of his career like in the preseason and he was like oh man he's gonna be toasted like no i don't think so i really don't think so i i think jimmy garoppolo is gonna be the the the, the solidified 
starter after this week, and I think it's going to be pretty evident that he's going to be your guy. Because, it, look, you're the 49ers. you got talent on that roster. You want to get back yeah. to the NFC Championship and, and compete for a Super Bowl. You're, yeah. not, you're not out there to fucking, like, they're not waiting around. You Like, yeah, they always say if you have two quarterbacks, you have zero. I think this year is completely bucking that trend when you look at New, uh, New England, San Fran, and Denver. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a in between year. It's an in but they want to go to the guy, but they don't. They all have the same reaction. They want to go with the guy, but they don't. Yeah, they they're taking their sweet fucking time with it. So. So yeah. But yeah, that's uh, no. I think Jimmy G wins that, and uh, no, I don't cool. think I don't think he goes to New England or Denver because. Uh, regardless of what happens in Denver with Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, uh, if if that t- if the Drew Locke experiment fails this year, uh, neither Teddy Bridgewater nor Drew Locke will be in Denver next year. Yep, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was just thinking that, yeah, it's and a, yeah. it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and New England will be Mac Jones all day. You'll have Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's pretty much confirmed. Or at this once point. you know, if Deshaun Watson gets his suspension out of the way and clears his name, and he's Therapy. like. I went to sex therapy, and I'm, you know, I, uh, I'm no longer a perverted weirdo, and or whatever. Not that I think he is a perverted weirdo. I just think he's got some kinks. And listen, man, I'm not gonna judge a man for having his vices, okay? I'm not judging a man, you know, until I know. I don't know the whole story. I don't know the whole story. Maybe he just, you know, maybe he's just. Uh, maybe these were agreed upon things, or maybe there was some bad language in the contract. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna wait till I hear the whole story. I'm not judging Deshaun Watson until the uh, until the courts say whatever they've got to say about it. But nonetheless, yeah. Either way, I don't think uh, I, I don't I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo will be in Denver or New England next year, and I would bet a hefty amount of money on that. Houston, possibly. Indy. Indy. Indy has no quarterbacks right now. Carson Wentz still hasn't gotten surgery yet. By the way, he's still targeting opening day to be playing. And how many times have we seen this this scenario play out? I'm fine. I think I did some holistic shit and it works. Week one. Oh my know. god. Maybe he maybe falls he is down. maybe he is fine. Who knows? Maybe He's we'll so see. full of shit. He's using it to get hurt. He's gonna get hit low week one. It's gonna be the opposite leg and he's gonna be like, Oh, contusion. I need surgery. But he's already now. he's already paid, he's already done. He's That's already, what I mean. You know, so he's now good, he, can, so. he can end it for the season. But uh, we'll see. We'll uh, see. You have less I have faith in Carson Wentz. Zero. I know, I know. Pat, thanks for the call, buddy. Yeah, draft night in football season. You guys are the best. That'll be uh, be a fun rest of summer and fall. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to football season this year. The NFL is inevitably going to fuck it up uh, with their taunting <laughs> rules and their COVID protocols. But un- other than that, um, I'm very much looking forward. I'm looking forward to football for the first time in uh, probably like three or four years. Yeah, it's like a new generation starting. Yeah, it's weird, but all right, boys. You guys have a good night. I'll be listening. Hey, Pat, thanks for the call, brother. Really good, guys. 774-992-8702. That's the phone number if you want to get in touch with us. Give us your thoughts, your feelings. We're talking uh, a little bit of Patriots quarterback controversy. Uh, we're talking around the NFL, Jamal Adams, Tim Tebow, Gronk's number, should it be or should it not be retired? Uh, the Raiders requiring vaccination, proof of vaccination to enter their stadium to watch a game. Damn. How did, I want to know how people feel about that. I really do because I know – there's a lot of people that are that are, you know, very staunchly they want the vaccine the vaccine mandated for whatever reason. I mean, I assume those are the people that don't actually pay attention to science and and they don't believe in in science and things like that like they claim that they do. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I would love to hear about people because it, it from people that that are on either side of the fence on that, especially the Raiders fans. Um, you know, I was looking forward to potentially going to the Death Star. I, I feel like a lot of things are going to do it. And seeing, a, and seeing a Broncos game out in, in Vegas this year, but 
you know, I, I'm not going to say whether I'm vaccinated or not. That's a personal issue for me. Um, and that's my private information. Whether I'm vaccinated or not, you will never know. I will never tell you on this show whether I have the vaccine or I do not. Uh, that is between me and the wall. And, and that's Jesus. that. Uh, and right, and I don't answer to anybody but Jesus. And the 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 fact that they want me to tell them that I'm I'm vaccinated or not uh, immediately is a turnoff for me. That is just a tremendous. Uh, I think that's a, a breach of my personal bubble that I don't think anybody should have access to. Not especially not a fucking NFL franchise or a ticket conglomerate. But no, 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 no. Uh, I think we're blurring lines here in a, uh, very rapidly. Um, and I think things are going to come to a head much quicker than people realize. But neither here nor there. We're getting into that. Uh, so we're into that. One last thing I do want to touch on, Sean, because we're mm-hmm. going to get into a little bit of fantasy football here mm-hmm. uh, at the top. Uh, you know, uh, as we're closing up the show here in the next, uh, you know, 20, 25 minutes, whatever. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, we, we're going to get to talk about a little bit of fantasy football. But I did want to touch on, uh, we got to touch on one thing, uh, the taunting rules. Mm-hmm. But before that, this con- the quarterback controversy, I did want to uh, just give you my thoughts on the Broncos mm-hmm. quarterback uh, competition right now because as of today, Vic Fangio came out and did say that uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke were, and I quote, even Steven. That's not a good sign. Um, in, the, in, the, in the quarterback, in the race to be who is going to be the starter, I felt like Drew Locke did a much better job on Saturday night against the Vikings. He had, he was, uh, you know, 157 yards, uh, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He hit KJ Hamler, who if, Speaking of fantasy football, if you want a late-round sleeper receiver, you want your next Deshaun Jackson, K.J. Hamler could be your guy. Uh, this kid's a fucking burner. Yeah, you're welcome. Absolute burner. Uh, I said that over a year ago. They was drafted. I was like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, you were right. They, you, they went, everybody was clamoring for rugs, and you were like, nope, K.J. Hamler. Yeah, I was like, I'm not a big rugs guy, and I was like, I'll take K.J. Hamler in round two. And I was like, Jerry Judy. You guys took Jerry Judy. I'm like, oh, okay, they're definitely not taking it. All of a sudden... We're going. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like double dipping. So uh, before we get into the fantasy football thing, Sean, I did want to pull up this. So the NFL has new taunting rules. Oh, and uh, so wait, wait, wait. Before we get to the taunting rules, who do you want to be quarterback? Gun to your head, you have to pick a guy right now. Who do you want it to be? Uh, gun to my head, want to pick? A, have to pick a guy. I want. So I want Drew Locke. Okay. I want Drew Locke to win because here and here's the thing with with Bridgewater and Locke. If they're even. Right? If all things are even, you can say, like, okay, great. We have two quarterbacks right now. Both, you roll with Drew Locke because his ceiling is potentially higher. Okay? You're not winning a Super Bowl with Teddy Bridgewater. Probably not in the system. No. Straight up. I like Teddy Bridgewater. I liked him when he was in Minnesota before the injury. I think he did very well in New Orleans. You are not winning a Super Bowl with Teddy Bridgewater. Great guy to have as a backup. That's fine. If these two guys are even, you roll the dice on Locke and you tell him, go out there and win it. Because if you fail this year, if you get pulled for Teddy Bridgewater, that's it, dude. Yeah, that's it's it. a wrap. That's it. It's a wrap. That's it. It's over in Denver. You're, you're done. But if he goes out and plays well and exceeds expectations or, or lives up to the expectations that the franchise has for him, you found your franchise quarterback. Okay. So I don't see any reason why Teddy Bridgewater should be the day one starter. I really don't. Okay. Okay. Unless Drew Locke gets hurt, there is no reason for Bridgewater to be the day one starter. Okay. All right. As long as I think you have you have you have Locke and that's your plan, let, let's see how it goes. Because at the end of the day, like, why would you? Why I would, still think everyone's gone, no matter who wins. Why, I think but the why would you? Gone. Why would you bank? Like, why would you try to roll with? Uh, 
with, with Teddy Bridgewater. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't, right? No. There's just, there's no reason to. So there's, because you're, you're not winning a, like I said, you're not winning a Super Bowl with Teddy Bridgewater. It's not happening. So you either, you, you take the chance on the kid because one way or another, like, look, getting to the, to the wild card round or being the seventh seed and losing in the first round. Yep. That's not a win for me. I don't care uh, about getting, no. I don't care about getting the playoffs and being a first round exit. I don't want to be cannon fodder for the Chiefs, you know, for, for the, for the Bills, the, you know, the, or, or whoever's coming out of the AFC. I don't want to just be another team that's thrown in the, the Ravens, the Steelers. Mm-hmm. No, I want to be in the conversation with those teams. Until we have a quarterback, you can't do that. That being said, I don't think Teddy's that guy. And if, you're, if it's not going to be Drew, okay, then you've got you to gotta find out. Because you have to find out this year if Drew Locke's the guy or not. Because you have to know what you have in Drew Locke before you go out and you throw a boatload of money at Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Oh, the, both quarterbacks should know for the Denver Broncos. Should know, listen, either one of you becomes a superstar this year or it's going to be Aaron Rodgers next year. They have to know it, whether they, that's, whether they're told directly or they have to assume it. According to reports out of Denver, Drew Locke hears that noise. Drew Locke hears what's going on. He knows that the Broncos are, are tiptoeing around with Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers, and they're flirting with the idea of upgrading the quarterback position. If, he's, if he has it and he uses that and that's, that's motivation for him, great. Go out there and win us 11 games. Absolutely. Go out there and put us at 11-6. and six. Or 12 and 5, which I still loathe the fact that I'm saying those numbers. It should be 11 and 5 and 12 and 4, but fuck. It just drives me nuts. Can but I get, can I get changed again in a few years anyway? Yep, absolutely. Right, we're going to add one more game. 12 and 6. Yep. It sounds so mediocre. Oh my God, dude. 12 and 6 really does sound mediocre. That's like 9 and 7. It's like, <laughs> what about What about our local Atlanta fan? Can't wait to be the first ever 5 and 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great comment. Uh, but anyway, so before we get into the uh, the fantasy football talk to close out the show, uh, I want to thank everybody for listening and make sure you go over to uh, you know our row one seat one Facebook, uh, give us a like and a follow over there. Uh, you can check that out. And then uh, also one other thing too that I did not mention yet uh, is we do have the uh, NB New Bedford High bas- uh, girls basketball. Uh, Battle for the Whale golf tournament coming up on August the 27th. That's a Friday. Mm-hmm. It's going to be at the Whale. You can check out the flyer right there. Uh, check out their Facebook page. Make sure you go and grab uh, grab your spot in that. That should be a fucking blast. I know the guys that are putting it on. Uh, looks like it's going to be a great time. I would play it, but unfortunately, I will be working. Uh, I will be a, working a 16-hour shift. I will come home and sleep for four hours, and Oof. I will go back in for a 16-hour shift Oof. all while this is taking place. Uh, so I can't get to it, but uh, make sure you go and check that out. Uh, good friends of mine, uh, they support the show. They look, they watch us every week uh, and listen and, and like our stuff, so um, we try to reciprocate and share and pump their shit as well. Uh, so, Sean, this taunting rule that is now coming out in the NFL, uh, we've seen it a couple We've seen a couple examples of it in week one of the preseason mm-hmm. where guys get up and they, you know, they do a little ball spin, and it's like flag. Or guy, you know, pushes the pile and he's like, let's go, and it's flag. We don't know, and we always know that these rules tend to get called tighter in the preseason than they will, in the, or the first week or two of the regular season. Of course. Than they will, as, and the season will progress and they'll loosen it up, but they want to, like, really emphasize it to start. 
But then you have this quote from John Marin. I saw this from uh, ProFootballTalk.com, uh, which, and I'm not even going to credit them in the, with the logo or anything because, um, you know, because fuck them. Florio's an ass. Because Mike Florio's a fucking dickbag, and he can shit on a fucking stick and eat it for all I care. <laughs> what? Fucking loser. Um, this is John Mara. So this is the, he's uh, on the competition committee, obviously, the owner of the Giants. Yep. Uh, he said, that's something we discuss every year in the competition committee, obviously referring to the taunting rule. Uh, we get kind of sick and tired of the talking that goes on from time to time on the field. We tried to balance the sportsmanship with allowing the players to have fun, and there's always a fine line there, but none of us like to see that. Speak for yourself, John. It's just a question of whether you can have rules that can be enforced without taking the fun out of the game, too. But nobody wants to see a player taunting another player. I know I certainly don't. I think the rest of the members of the comp com competition committee feel the same way, too. Well, I feel like he's saying that because his team is not great. I feel like he's – this is just I, – I, here we, we asked John Mara for comment. We reached out, and um, this is what we got in response. You damn kids! Like, it's pretty much all that that's, – that's, here's a 66-year-old white dude saying nobody wants to see a player taunting another player. Are you fucking kidding me, you out-of-touch fucking old white dude? Like, what the fuck? I live for that shit! And I believe it was, I think it was Warren Sharp on Twitter. He found a great clip from A Football Life 2009, the Belichick one. Mm -hmm. And Belichick basically saying the opposite of this, saying, you should be excited at the end of a play. You should high-five. Yep, you should I that. celebrate. I remember that very well. You know, and then he shows a bunch of things, like Ty Warren makes a sack, and, oh, okay, well, I guess we're just going to go back to the line. No one gives a shit. And he goes, the next play, it was just like, you know, that excitement, that enthusiasm, mm -hmm. that morale, that gets you motivated. Ty that Warren, gets the another drastically underrated defensive lineman. Because he played in New England, that's why. Everyone's right like, oh, whatever, he didn't have any sacks. <laughs> um, but, um... So good. Dude, we had... Seymour, Wilfork, Ty Warren. Ty Warren was so nasty. The wonder we won three Super Bowls. He was so nasty. Uh, but no, but like, but, but going back to that, but if you have one of the greatest coaches of all time saying you should be excited, you should get up and be motivated, you should like like celebrate. But Sean, that's beside the point. These are highly paid professionals. Yes, these men get paid millions of dollars to play a child's game. This is not kids. This is not. Uh, you know, this is not Little League. This is not your even high school level. This is the pros. I watch to be entertained. If Von Miller comes off the edge and destroys Travis Kelsey on a block and sacks Pat Mahomes and he does the, the Hingle McKringleberry and Who the hit thrust. And, and he got, got penalized for it That was Von year. Miller. Was it oh, Von Miller? Well, no, somebody else oh, Somebody else might have done it. But he does that. I want to see that. I want to see dudes getting up, getting in each other's faces. John, I miss. I want to see. Uh, 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 um, uh, what's his name's uh, kid there from uh, with Tampa? Um, the defense. Oh, uh, Winfield. Win Winfield. Deuces. Peace. Deuces. I want to see that shit. I don't want to see. I live for that fucking shit. How many? Dude. How many replays? How many retweets? How many uh, shares? Everything did that one three-second clip of him doing this to Tyreek get? Millions. Millions. Millions in a upon 40, millions. In a 40-hour period, that was like the most viewed video in like the last six months. But then you got this old, out-of-touch, 
fucking, I'd call him a fat piece of shit, but he's not he really not fat. He's not fat at all. But fuck him, his fucking nerdy glasses. Go fuck yourself, dude. You don't want to see players taunting other players? Like, when did we become all about our fucking feelings? Yeah, it hurts someone's feelings. But wait. And I even heard on uh, on, on Pat McAfee's uh, uh, radio show the other day, they had, um uh, what's his name, Football Outsider there. Uh, uh, oh, my God. The guy, he used to come on EEI all the time. Or they used to rip on him on EEI all the time. Oh, Jesus. Matt, no. What was his name? Not Phil Sims. No, 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 no. no. He's a beat writer. He's uh, he's one of the NFL.com, or one of the NFL beat writer guys. Not Chef. Field Yates? No, not Field Yates. Um, Jesus Christ, you know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking it. I know I'm, a lot of the I'm guys. I'm blanking but... on it, too. But he comes Matt on, Miller? Nope. He comes on, and he's like, and they had him on. Oh, my God. Was it start with a G? His name? No. Not remember. I can't it. remember. But anyway, it doesn't matter. He comes on and he's like, well, you know, that rule, you know, I, you know, I have to explain to my kids, you know, like, why, like, they can't do that. And I'm like... That doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So you support this rule. And this is the problem I have. It's not the fact that the NFL is instituting this rule because the NFL's always like, they're like, oh, it's not broke. Let's fucking fix it. It uh, was not Mike Reese. No, it wasn't Mike Reese. It was... Um, it was not. 100% not Mike Reese. I love Mike. He would never say that. Because uh, Pat McAfee told him to fuck, go fuck himself as soon as he said it. It was great. Um, football outsider. God damn it. That's what they used to call him on EEI. I can't think of his name. They, well, they, 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 they referred to him as the football outsider because he was, you know, obviously his title. But he was like, well, I got to explain to my kids, you know, and like, I don't want to see people be mean to each other. And I don't want to see people be mean. And Pat McAfee was like, dude, you can fuck right off with that take. Like, oh, he's like. I, I worked my entire life to get to this level, and then I go and I make a play, and I tell a guy that I'm better than him, but I'm not allowed to do that. After the 20-something years of work I've put in, I'm not allowed to tell this guy that I'm better than him because you might have to explain to your child Makes no sense to that, me. It's, that it's not Daddy, okay. Daddy, why is that man celebrating? I don't know. <laughs> it's like my five-year-old came up to me and was, what? said this, and, and, and I was literally shaking. Well, why why did that man get into the end zone and everyone in the stadium started cheering? Why? Why, Papa? <laughs> but like what the fuck is with this? Like where like I know Who we cares? Are, I know we've been on this path to pussification now for at least twenty years. That's the weakest argument still. But like since. dude, like what the fuck? Like you can't get up and spin the ball? Because and, and you can't here's, say let's go. And here's the thing, and and this is and here's what my thing is with the NFL and, and why I think and I'm not saying the NFL is rigged. And I, but I'm, what I am saying is that there are times during games where calls are made against certain players on certain teams that are extremely questionable and don't get called fairly or applied equally. And I do believe that this is just another way for the NFL to ultimately control the, fl- the ebb and flow of a game and that, to have a little just it's just one more thing. Just one more, like like the pass interference stuff, like you know this and that, or or whatever. Name a thing, like like holding. Like you could call holding on every single play, but we don't. You could call, you know, they they reemphasized the chuck rule because they wanted to get more offense into the game, and now we've got high flying offenses left and right. Now defenses are catching up again. Oh, what are we gonna do? Taunting penalties. Let's get. How can we do this? And they but they do it under the guise of this like bullshit. What about the children? What about the children? That's how you know when someone is totally full of shit and only in it for themselves, whatever their 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 actual reason may be, 
It's not like, well, what about the children? Well, that's the weakest what about the children argument I've ever heard. Like, why wouldn't you want your child to be proud of themselves or, or, or proud of the play they just made or, or proud? Like, it's the, the examples that were used this weekend that, were, that got penalties made no sense. The Indianapolis running back who pushed an entire pile of, of several offensive linemen and defensive linemen backs got eight or nine yards out of it and was not a big man got up and like 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 flexed and just said like let's go like like nothing nothing bad nothing like taunting it was just well he said let's go and he was facing an opposing player you know I could be misconstrued as taunting like in what universe would another player be like did you hear what he said to me no what did he say he said let's go I I, can't. One, two, I said mute you All dick Oh my God! Liberty Mutual is getting free airtime. Why is this not? Why is this not you? I said to mute that. Thank you. I'm just trying to figure out who the fucking guy was that was on the show. Oh, so. oh, oh, you're dead on. Now you're like all about it. You can't figure now out who I, it it's, was. Dude, it's pissing me off because it, uh, because it, it, it's right there. I can see his stupid fucking face. But he had like the worst fucking answer, and I was like, dude, like, fuck your kids. Like, I'm that sorry, dude. Like, sense. you're a fucking parent. You chose to have children. Go be a parent, dude. It's not my problem if your kid hears or sees something that you don't want to explain. Like, that's being lazy. That's being a shitty parent. And this guy was being an absolute fucking shitbag. And it wasn't Tom Pelissero. No, that wasn't it. I'm, I'm like, looking on Twitter, too. Ian Rappaport. It, it just was came Ian? In. Ian Rappaport. God damn it, dude. Football outsider well, Ian Rappaport. sucks. Ian Rappaport is a weirdo. Biggest bitch in the history of fucking sports talk radio, like like in, insiders, outsiders. Like, what the fuck, dude? His Go listen to his segment on the Pat McAfee show, and that's all you're going to fucking know. It's bullshit. Fuck him. He sucks. Go fuck yourself. Uh, I, I, It's not my response. And Pat McAfee gives it to him right on his show. He does. And he's just like, nah, dude, like, that's not my responsibility. Like, I'm not here to... Uh, explain to you, or I'm not here to tailor my behavior so that you're so that you don't have to be uncomfortable as a parent. That's what being a parent is all about, right? Like you're a parent, relatively new one, but you're a parent. Not and, as much anymore, no. And I'm you're, seasoned now. Yeah, a little bit, you know, two and a half years. You know, like you're getting there, you're getting up there. But like, listen, you're gonna have uncomfortable conversations with your kids. It's gonna happen. Like your kid, like listen. One day, you're going to bring little Cole over here, and we're going to be watching NASCAR outside, and, you know, and Uncle, Uncle Joey's going to yell at the TV and say some shit that, you know, you and your lovely wife did, did, probably didn't want him to know yet. No, I'm pretty but sure he's already heard it. But guess what? There's nothing he's not going to hear. Exactly. He's going to hear it all eventually. Sometimes on Sundays, I say a lot of stuff. And, and, and I'm on this show a lot. I say a lot of off-the-wall things. And, and whose responsibility, Sean, is it to explain to your child how to act and how to have manners and how to be I got, a- appropriate in public? I sit him down, and I'm like, Not Terry, mine. I'm like, Terry Tate. I'm like, listen, everything I just said, you have to unhear. <laughs> and I'm like Ray Lewis and Terry Tate into one. <laughs> everything cannot be repeated after you leave this house. If you do, daddy will go to jail. <laughs> When did Terry Tate go to jail? I don't know. I think you're making that up. Terry Tate never went to jail. Terry Tate was the office linebacker. Probably. He killed somebody. In degreaser! Degreaser! Uh, but Didn't no, he kill someone in the office by accident? Terry hey, Tate? Sherry, just nails a guy right through a window or something like that? No, that was Courtney Kate. Oh. 
It was his replacement, remember? Got you, yeah, yeah, And then they yeah. shipped him off to Germany. Yes. And he was like, and he like snuffs something. He's like, Europe. Guten Morgen, Helda. Yeah. Guten Morgen, Schluter. And he just like snuffs. He's like, Badoom. He's like, Atum, David. And like, <laughs> that was the Terry Tate Reebok commercials. If you haven't watched the Terry Tate office linebacker commercials, do yourself a favor. Wander over to YouTube when this is done. And go watch them. It's oh, like watching it's Ray exciting. Lewis like working in an office job. Uh, Terry Tate was one of my favorite people of all time in, in terms of uh, characters and commercials. That being said, the NFL is being is now starting to sound more and more like Major League Baseball. And I don't know if the uh. NFL is paying attention to Major League Baseball, um, but it's not great. Things are not great right now. Things uh, are not great. Especially if you're the Red Sox. <laughs> don't look now, but guess who's on your ass? <laughs> them Yankees. Uh, but... The MLB is the epitome of like, no, no bat flips, no celebrations, no shit talking, definitely no beaning players. No. Like, and everybody's like, okay, boring, lame. Like, the game's way cooler when you do that. Like, we don't want to see it every single play. Like, you know, we always make fun of, like, like right, right, we always have that, uh, there's that meme that goes around every offseason and it's like, you know, some elaborate celebration going on. It's like every DB after an incomplete pass hits like 12 feet from like the receiver, the intended Slaps receiver. Slaps his chest, daps up his teammates, yeah. points at the wide receiver, tells him he's trash, yeah. looks at his family, flips him off. <laughs> like, you're like, all right, bro, like, calm down. Like, we get it. Like, you didn't really do anything there. Like, he does. You uh, were he's beat, locked up. <laughs> you were beat by three steps, and the quarterback just missed him. So why don't you calm down? But, like, there's always – we always make fun. We don't want to see it every single play. No. But, dude – when somebody makes a big hit, a big sack, a big play in a big moment or something like that, Definitely. I want the bat flip or the equivalent in the NFL. I want the guy standing over and flexing over the guy he just laid the fuck out. I want to see that because that's what football is about. And people are like, well, that's barbaric. Yes, football is a barbaric sport. That's why we love it because it caters to our innermost like caged up emotions that we can't let out in public every single day. Mm -hmm. We can't speak about it or act on it because we're supposed to be civilized human beings. But at the base of it, at the very end of the day, as alpha males, we want to see that. The one thing I loved, and I will always say this, my favorite thing about football was, the, was that I was allowed to go out and physically impose my will upon someone else. Wait until you can't do that anymore. It was the most fun. Like I was, I was, I had the mindset. I wanted to go out there. Like I wanted your mom to come running out of the stands with her shoe in her hand, going, "Get off my baby!" Shabala. Like I was that dude. Like I wanted to maul you. What, no matter what I was doing, if it was blowing you up on a hit, if it was forklifting you as an offensive lineman and, and forklifting you back into your own quarterback, or as an offensive lineman just getting you, grabbing you, and literally yawning in your face. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you're cute. You're really cute. And telling them that and taunting them and getting them pissed off when they couldn't beat you. I lived for that shit. Mm -hmm. It's called being an alpha male and being a competitive human being. Why can't we have that in professional sports? This isn't college. I, I, because here's, and here's what's going to happen, right? I'm probably going to have September 4th thought the Saturday, the Alabama-Miami game, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have that night off. I'm going to watch the first half of the game. And in that first half of that game, Someone is going to get ejected because of, for targeting or taunting or some bullshit fucking penalty. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go, okay, that's enough college football until January. Bye. And I'm not going to watch it again. Now, I know college football is not going to miss me. 
I live mm-hmm. in Massachusetts. They don't give a fuck about they this. Got, they got the South. They don't give a fuck about this corner of the country. But guess what? It's ruined the game for me. I, I want to go back to where, like, the 80s when you had the original Hurricanes teams. And they're sitting and fucking flexing over dudes after they smash the shit out of them. And talking shit and doing that. I want that back. I, I don't know if we're, if we're way past that at this point. I, the, the we, oh, we're totally past that. But the problem is, and this is why I always tell people, and this is the moral of this story, the moral, uh, the, the, the whole point of this rant that I've just gone on. Never give an inch. You don't give an inch. When someone says, well, we want to just get rid of this little, like this right here, like let's just get rid of that. No. Because then that turns into this, and then this turns into that, and then before I know it, I've lost 10 feet. You started off with an inch over here. But now you've taken 10 feet from me. And now I can't get it back. No. Because there is no going back. Because once you give it up, it never comes back. That's true. And that's why I tell people all the time, and, I don't, and this, this, this applies to sports and a lot of other things, including politics and civil rights and certain things like that. No. The answer is no. You do not give an inch. Mm-hmm. Because once you give it up, it's gone. And then they'll ask for another inch, and you'll concede that, and she'll go, yeah, you know what? That's really not that big of a deal. Fine, whatever. Taliban. Then another inch. Okay, next thing you know. And all of a sudden, you look, fast forward 15 years later, and now you can't, as a, as, a D, as a DB, you can't even barely look at a wide receiver without getting a flag. I mean, I mean, we used to sit there, and we used to see wide receivers get go flying in the air, and DBs come flying out of nowhere, and balls get dislodged, and we would stand up in our chairs and be like, fuck yeah! Now what we all do is we go... Is there a flag? Is there a flag? Is there every, a flag? Every play, even when a guy throws a ball deep and it's over everybody's head, I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, Where's I, the flag? I, I have to Where's wait for the flag? the flag. And then you see the ye- little yellow sign come at the bottom of the screen. I'm like, God. Uh, right, because it's the, and, 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 and it's the official. Out of the game. It's the official on the other fucking side of the flag. He's like, My angle says he was holding his buns. Yeah. And, and I get it. NFL officials are probably, out of all the major sports, the best. And they get it right the majority of the time. But like 20 of them. Those subjective calls and that shit, like, we should be weed- – we, like, the thing is we should be going in the opposite direction. We should be taking away shit like this. It, subjective calls should be less and less and less. The only reason the NFL ha- serves – the only benefit that serves the NFL to have more subjective calls is to have more control of the flow of the game. Well, yeah. Or whatever else they, they might be doing they behind w- the closed doors. They wish the they game. had more games and Tinfoil longer games. Hat time. Yeah, if they could pump in more, if they could make a game four and a half hours, five hours every single game, they would. They'd be all for it. They would uh, probably, probably. No, not even probably. That's more. Ge- that's more ad revenue time. Of course it is. It's ad right. That's all it comes down to is ad revenue. I'm surprised the NFL has money. thought about making the game sixty-four minutes, sixteen minutes a quarter. Would you be surprised? No. Would you be surprised? Because what's because right? Because what what comes after eighteen games? Well, we can't get. And, and this is why I say don't give the inch. The NFLPA gave up the inch this year. They got 17. Guess what? The next logical step is 18. And then guess what comes after that? Well, you're not going to get 18 games, but you know what we're going to do? 16-minute quarters. And? 16 minutes. 64-minute games. Four expansion teams. Everyone's going to love it. Mm-hmm. Germany. Mexico. <laughs> all Canada, the powerhouses. Britain. China. <laughs> yep. It's coming. It's coming. The NFL. The Beijing is, Dongs. I'm glad I got to live in the. I'm glad I got to see the NFL when I did and see it in all of its glory. And the, we in start the, at the height, and we're gonna see it jump the shark. Yep, and, and for we're sure. and we're gonna see it fold and fall too. It, yeah. The NFL. Yeah, like some, the 100%. NFL. The NFL will die in our lifetime. 
Guaranteed. It will, oh, it will lose its popularity for sure. It's, absolutely. Yeah. Before we die, the NFL will, and that'll be a great. And game. everyone's like, "Oh, geez, it's a lifetime." Like, yes, it is in a lifetime, but in a lifetime of what the sport has done, they should be self-aware of like to fix what the problem is, and the problem right. they keep making. You sacrifice tradition for progress. You get neither. It's just the way. And it then goes. in the next twenty years, how many records going to be broken because of extended games, and more minutes, and yep. more? I mean, because you're right. Come the, on. the absolute. You're absolutely right, Sean. With the sixteen minute quarters, the 18, 20 minute quarter, like that's coming. I, I mean, because they're never going to be able to lobby another game like eighteen. You know, getting to eighteen games is the goal now. But then ten years from now, it's like, wow, well, what if we just made the games a little bit longer? You know, think about the money we could raise. You know, think about the money we could generate. I know TV doesn't have all the money in the world anymore, but they need to start thinking of, like, outside revenue streams. Like, all right, well, TV's our big money thing, but what about, what can we do on social media? What can we do in this? Whatever the next thing is going to be, the NFL is going to try to adapt to that as fast as possible because TV, people unplugging TV still at a record record rate. Oh, absolutely. And then they know that, you know, it's going to be social media. It's going to be YouTube. It's going to be... Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the other shit. Whatever else is coming next, like it yeah. has to be something like that. And and so. and just all you gotta do is follow Amazon. The, all you gotta do is follow the money. Netflix. Just follow the money, baby. Seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up here with a little bit of fantasy football. Also, talk. really quick, sure. uh, Barstool mm-hmm. got a college football bowl game streamed only through BarstoolSports.com. That's awesome. Good for them. And they are. Uh, whatever they're going to call it, the Barstool Bowl, whatever the hell they're going to call it. But that's their foot in the door to kind of change the landscape a little bit. They're going to say, we got a college football game. Their whole marketing mm-hmm. design is, it's not on TV. It's 100% on our website. And they're going to force people to go watch it online website. only. Yep. And that's going to be a whole new – because now I, the NFL is going to watch that very closely. Oh, yeah. And they're going to see if that has big numbers, they're going to be like – Forget blacking out games. We're just going to put games online only. Say anybody can watch it, and we're going to have 100 percent control of the stream. Yeah, so it's coming. I mean, Directv. Like I, I call Directv every year and renegotiate my bill. Yep. Uh, my monthly bill, and I get you know NFL Sunday ticket free every single year. The NFL Sunday ticket max. And one of my biggest argument points is like, look, I know you guys are going to be like, you're done. Your contract's up in three years. Yeah. I, I know that, and I know you're you're hemorrhaging money, and I know you're not paying it. So. Give me what I want, or I'm canceling you right now. And like every other red-blooded American, I'll just go steal the streams. Uh, I, I, I don't need you. I was telling, I was telling my buddy today. I was like, I was on my way to work two years ago. I was on 140, heading north, up towards Foxborough, uh, and I, I'm on the, I'm, I'm, I'm in the car, and I couldn't get the. I wanted the Broncos, uh, Broncos Colts game. Yep. And they were playing. It was a one o'clock game because it was in Indy, and I was like, damn it! I was like, I really want to listen to this game on my way into work. Within, like, three swipes of my thumb through my Reddit app, yep, I had the game playing on my dashboard with my phone just sitting right there. Live. Live. Yep, the whole game. Yep. Absolutely. No, no interruptions, no buffering, no, no problem. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Why am I paying $300 a year for Sunday ticket? I'm like. To not go to jail. This, Maybe. No, because Sunday ticket will just, AT&T and DirecTV will just give it to you for free. Oh, that too. And Verizon too. Yeah, if you just threaten to cancel, they'll just be like, no, 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 please stay with us. Give us your $89 a month, which now I've gotten it down to the point where I got, like, premium channels and, like, everything I want. Yeah, 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 I pay yeah. 90 bucks a month. I get NFL Sunday Ticket Max for free. Like, I'm like, all right, 90 bucks a month. Like, is that more than I want to pay for television? Of course it is. But I also know that I'm probably not going to be able to ever pay less and get everything I want. Like, right, right. You know, Archer starts in the new season on the 25th. Final I, season? Nope. 
Not the uh, final. Okay. Although Mallory, uh, Jessica Walter passed away uh, during um, writing, uh, finishing the season. So I did not know that. So, yeah. So, Mallory's gone. Woodhouse is gone, uh, which really sucks because I don't know how they're going to do it without Mallory. But I'm interested to see nonetheless. Um, but, like, South Park's starting up. But, like, South Park's on HBO Max. They're on Hulu. That's crazy Comedy to me. Comedy Central. Like, can't fucking wait. I heard rumors. Rumors? Fingers crossed. The next special is going to be in September. It's a movie, right? Movie, not. Yeah, but it's, it's going to be like to HBO. Yes, but it's going to be four. So they they inked a uh, nine hundred million dollar deal to ensure seven more seasons of South Park plus and with a minimum of fourteen specials and movies. Okay. So could be a special, could be a movie. Yep. We'll see. I, I mean, I would love to go back and see South Park on the big screen. South Park, bigger, longer, uncut. I literally threw up in the aisle when the with the whole like. Cartman told him, like, how would you like to suck my balls? Yeah. How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? What did you say? Takes up the megaphone. Proctor, we, uh, we, we touched on that a little bit uh, a little earlier. We're going to get into that next week a, a little bit heavier because um, it was a pretty football-centric show. But um, Plus, Marcus you know, Smart, I mean. I, I, liked it. I liked it better than signing uh, Evan Fournier for $20 million plus. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, do I, do I love it if I'm a Celtics fan? No. but it was could it, be, could be a sign-and-trade. But was it necessary? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it was. Cause Sorry, it's not a championship team. They're punting on the, on the season. Yeah, they've already punted. I mean, come on. They're not getting through Brooklyn. They're not getting through the Knicks. Uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, the Nets. Nope. What, wait, hold on. They're not getting through Brooklyn. They're not getting through Milwaukee. They might not get to the Knicks either. They might not get through the Knicks the way that they're building their team. They get through Atlanta. Atlanta's on the up. I mean, there's a lot of teams. Miami's looking like they're spending. I mean, the Raptors are shit again. So. The Mi- Miami spent big money this offseason. So, Miami. yeah. I mean, if I'm a Celtics fan right now, I am. Um, I think they would try really hard for Beal. And if Beal didn't come, they're just going to say, oh, we'll wait till next year then. And that's the end of it pretty much. It's yeah, just facts. Another, it's another year. I know, it's, it seems like it's going to be a punt year. So last thing we wanted to touch on, we're going to get into a little bit of fantasy football. We'll do more fantasy Ooh. football next week, too, because we got our draft coming up uh, a week from Sunday. Are you shitting me? I didn't even realize this. Yeah, well, it's the 29th. I didn't even So I, my, my day I've got something very special gone. planned for you guys for food for is this one. Teriyaki so stuff? I'm doing tequila lime smoked shrimp, oh. chowder, oh. and filet mignon. Oh, shit. Yes. This is your draft, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, this is mine. Just mine. We're not, I'm not doing the row one seat. You couldn't do the row one seat one draft. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I'm Lizzie glad I backed out when I did. I got everybody like everybody kind of like flaked on it, and I was just like, "Yeah, all the original row one seat one guys aren't in it." So yeah. I was like, "Never mind, I'm not doing it." Um, which you know, we'll do something different for that group though, that original group of guys. Yeah, um, we might just do like an opening day special here or something like that. Um, but nonetheless, but fantasy football, Sean. So one thing I wanted to get into tonight um, because we've talked a lot about quarterback battles and and things that are going on, position battles and such, so on and so forth. One thing that struck me the other night was uh, there, there, are, there are three second-year wide receivers that are all looking absolutely like, – like they're going to be absolute studs coming into this season. So you've got uh, CeeDee Lamb in Dallas, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson in Minnesota, and Jerry Judy in Denver. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson did, did get hurt. He tweaked his knee. Tweaked his knee. I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay too. Uh, but Jefferson had the best rookie campaign. By far. Right. And it wasn't a question. Who do you think has the best sophomore year Ooh, out of these three? It's, because there's some moving parts going on here. Uh, it's for me. I'm doubling down, tripling down. This is a, this is a fantasy uh, spoiler because Joey's in a bunch of my leagues that I'm in. One bunch. He's in like two of the leagues I'm in because I only in like two or three this year. Um, CD Lamb is my dark horse. Not a dark horse. Absolutely going to be a stud. 
He has Dak Prescott back. He has Cooper on the other side of him taking it away. He has Zeke Elliott to help him uh, with the running back game. I mean, C.D. Lamb has been making some unbelievable catches in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, I thought he was the best wide receiver in the draft last year. I think this is the year he's going to come out, and Mike McCarthy's going to just really just get to use him really well. I agree. We, I, C.D. Lamb was my pick, too, uh, for everything you just said, because we saw C.D. Lamb last year. We saw what he could do without Dak Prescott mm-hmm. for the majority of the year. Now he's getting back his quarterback. So in Minnesota with Jefferson, he already had a really great season with Kirk Cousins. Yep. And he's coming back with Kirk Cousins. So we kind of know what we can expect. I don't know if he'll exceed last year. If anything, I would probably bet that he'll slightly he'll regress a little bit mm-hmm. because people will be ready for him, right? We, we see that every once in a while. And I don't know what kind of consistency you're going to get out of Kirk Cousins with his contract situation, things like that, uh, you know, going on and on and 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 whatever. Uh, well, no, we didn't forget about DK. We didn't forget about DK. Okay. DK's, DK's DK. Isn't he three years or four but years in? Yeah, he was not, yeah, We're talking about only sophomores. Just, just the sophomore class. So, the, or the big three from the sophomore class. Um, because I know there was another one in there too, but. Well, yeah, you had, you had your own guy. Well, I said KJ June. Hamler. No, KJ. Oh, KJ Hamler. Right. No, there's, true. there's plenty of guys. Yeah, there's plenty of guys. But we're talking about the big the three. The first round guys. Yeah, Jefferson, Hamler, uh, Jefferson, Judy, and uh, and Lamb. I like your take. I think CD Lamb is going to be the guy because, again, he's getting Dak back. You don't know what kind of consistency you're going to get. Out of consistency you're going to get out of Kirk Cousins, and I don't know that Justin Jefferson didn't um, maybe overachieve his rookie year. Plus. Another thing about Justin Jefferson, I actually might put Justin Jefferson three out of those guys, and that might be a hot take for a lot of people. I can see it. The only reason why is because you have a quarterback who has openly said, I'm not getting the vaccine. Stop asking me about it. If I get sick, if he gets sick, he shuts down the whole team. The whole team will have to forfeit the game, and you'll have no wide receiver. It's like losing a player to injury. Mm-hmm. So Justin Jefferson could get hurt, could get forfeit and lose games because of his quarterback who's saying, I'm definitely not getting the vaccine no matter what. And it seems like someone's going to have to pay the price. Like, someone's going to test positive. There might be a false positive. I feel like that's going to happen to someone who's been it's that totally, outspoken. It's absolutely going to happen. And it feels like 100%. it's going to be Kirk Cousins. 100% is going to happen. And if Kirk Cousins gets it, they have to shut down the whole thing because he's offense. He runs with everybody. They can't just be like, well, you can have the defense. Oh, you watch. There. Brady, Brady gets hurt week six, and he's out for the week six game. Whoever they're, whoever Tampa Bay is playing, guess what? Guess who's getting COVID? That team. Not even just COVID. You, you have COVID and hepatitis B. Yeah. Like, you, you can't, you you can't watch, play. You watch. The league is going to take care of their – the league is not stupid. No. The NFL – listen, you can say a lot of things about the NFL. They're not stupid. They know exactly what they're doing. Do they, does it come off as stupid? Is it a fucking joke? Is it stupid? Oh, absolutely it is. Do they know exactly what they're doing? Absolutely. freaking lutely You've got Jefferson. So I agree with you in a, in a sense, and not even to, to go down that rabbit hole. Oh, I'm going down that rabbit hole. That's that's a conspiracy theory I just of think, mine. I just think Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson may have already kind of hit their ceiling together. I, I think Justin Jefferson can, can exceed what he did last year. Obviously, he's an outstanding talent. I just don't know that he's ever going to get better than what he got last year with, with Kirk. Kirk Cousins under center. Absolutely. That being said, I think Lamb has the most – uh, room. He's going to have the most room for improvement. Yep. Jerry Judy's my dark horse because when you look at that offense, mm-hmm. okay, and it, now this is completely hinged upon who starts. If Teddy Bridgewater is a starting quarterback, forget it. Jerry Judy's going to finish number three out of these. 
uh, out of these uh, out of these three. Thanks, Sarah. If Drew Locke is the is the starter, and you look, you're getting Cortland Sutton back. You have Noah Fant, KJ Hamler, uh, you got uh, Javante, the the rookie running back out of out of Carolina, um, uh, North Carolina. Yep. Uh, you, you've got uh, Melvin Gordon. Your your offensive Plenty of line. Pieces. You're just is, missing a is, QB. Is looking, all they need is the fucking quarterback. I know. That's, that's what I I'm mean, worried about. If, if Aaron Rodgers had been the quarterback for Denver, Jerry Judy would be a first-round draft pick in, in every mm, fantasy draft Top right three. Top three. First round. No. And fantasy football drafts? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no oh, no. yeah. No one's taking him that high. And you'd be stupid not to. It's it's a project. It's a gamble. It's a gamble. If Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback in Denver right now, you wouldn't take Jerry Judy in the first round. No. There's other guys you'd take in the first round over Jerry Judy. As a wide receiver, like who? Jo- Joey, we're not going to draft Ooh, all. D-Hop and Julio? No, there's plenty of other guys. you definitely taking Stephon Diggs over him. You're definitely going to probably take DeAndre Hopkins over him. Okay, so you just named two guys. That's four, plus the other two you named. No, I only named one. No, you didn't. You said Julio. DK. I said, I said Julio and, and D-Hop. And DK. I did not say DK. Well, I would say DK. I would not put DK. With Aaron Rodgers, I would not put DK over Julian. Uh, you're, you're taking a gamble. I, I, listen, I think I get it's top three saying. rounds, I get, for sure. I Listen, man, if you're not – I'm telling you right now, Jerry Judy might be the best wide receiver in this conversation in terms of the, the route running, his ability to get in and out of breaks. Hill, I mean, I, Devontae. I, I, watch him, I, I watch him every single day, all his practice highlights, everything else, and, and the kid is – he's unfucking believable That being said, he, I think, is too – he's too dependent on who's under center. Yeah. If, if it's Bridgewater, like I said, he's third. If if it's Locke and Locke does what everybody hopes Locke can do in Denver, he could surpass both of them in terms of production. I mean, he could be a a, a twelve hundred yard, fourteen touchdown kind of guy because sure. he has that big game ability. He can beat you deep. He can take a slant and go eighty yards. There's nothing he really can't do on a football field. I think he's a phenomenal wide receiver. And again, I think you got to remember too. You're get he didn't have Cortland Sutton on the other side of him for the majority of last year. Cortland Sutton got hurt in the first. You know, uh, six quarters into the season. Mm-hmm. So, him, Fant, plus the offensive line coming together, the running game being a little bit better, mm-hmm. and that defense now this year, which I think is going to be a top three unit all day. Uh, Judy, Jefferson, Lamb. I'm going to go Lamb, Judy, Jefferson. That's exactly my three. In order. And that for, for this year. For fantasy purposes. Just for fantasy purposes. Yes. Yes. So, uh, I, think, I think Judy's going to be a PPR machine. If you're a PPR and you point per reception, uh, oh, absolutely, for He's, sure. I uh, think he might have. I think of the three, I think Judy might have the most receptions. I think Lamb will probably have he gets more open, yards. He Jerry Judy, I'm telling you, man. If you have, dude, it's the Alabama offense. Those guys get open quick. They're fast. They're jittery. They get over over the middle. They they, they don't fear that shit. If you haven't, uh, if you haven't watched Jerry Judy yet, I'm telling you, man, go go watch his highlights uh, because he is. One of the more impressive route runners I've ever seen. Also, has Philadelphia already ruined Devontae Smith? He's already injured twice. In the oh, league. yeah. I, I feel like he's already like a broken player. Well, they're going with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, dude. I mean, it's just, this is, is Philadelphia I feel bad for. They're, they're not mm. going to do it. I, honestly, you know, we're, we'll, we'll, we're going to do our predictions in, in two weeks yep. on the show. Uh, but that NFC East, that is shaping up right now to me to be a two-horse race between Dallas and Washington. And I will not be surprised if Washington walks away Washington with that. Washington has a great defense. They do. They're young and violent. They really do. Chase Young is the truth. 
Jace Young is a big-ass dude. Fucking easy. And he's an amazing player, too. I'm looking forward to seeing that, uh, to seeing the Redskins and the Cowboys duke it out. I'm looking forward. I'm actually happy for the Cowboys this year because I have very high hopes for the Cowboys. With Dak. I want Dak to come back and have an absolute breakout year. or Not breakout year, rebound year. I want him to kill it. I want him to win an MVP or at least be in the conversation. I want Zeke to come out and be in that conversation. I want to see CeeDee Lamb kill it. I want to see my boy Tyron Smith I want to see- back to just pancaking motherfuckers, like just Aunt Jemima in dudes, just like, pa, what's up, bitch? I want to see Amari Cooper be the fourth string wide receiver that he always is. I, I would love to see that, too. Still give up a first-round pick for him. Stupid. Stupid. T. Higgins, stupid, that's, stupid. Jason, that's a great one, but I don't know how uh, the knee of uh, – Joe, uh, Joe Burrow? It's Joe Burrow, right? I know it's Burrow. What's, the, what's his first name? For the Joe Burrow, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know why I went to say it. Yeah. But, yeah, T. Higgins, another great one. But I got to see how Joe Burrow's knee is first before I throw him up there with those top three other guys. But that's a great one he just threw out there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, anyway, we'll leave it there, boys. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. Give us a like and a follow. Row one, seat one. Uh, check us out on our Facebook page. And uh, we will be back next Tuesday night, right here, 8.30 p.m., same time, same place, live on the one, the only, the new Bedford Guide. Appreciate you all for joining us. Hey, thank Uh, you. Like, share. Sean, great show. Hey, good Good job tonight, bud. Uh, Mac uh, Jones, the truth. The truth is Mac Jones. I don't like like his nickname, Joker. I don't know. I'm a big Batman guy, but it doesn't fit. I like it. Oh, you know what, nicknames? They'll become what they are. Yeah. Don't worry about it. All right, guys. Till next week. Thank you all. Peace. Roll one, see one. I'm Joey Fats. He dies. 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 He